suck my balls. <laughs> William Byron suck my balls. William Byron suck my balls. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Highline Nation, what is going on? Episode 91 of the podcast. Trent Davis and Riley Embry back at you. We got the Daytona 500 review. Daytona 500 is in the books. We'll talk about it. Uh, mixed mixed emotions for sure on the 500. We also got the big ones to talk about. We had a couple big wrecks early and late in the race. Uh, we'll talk uh, kind of break the wrecks down and whose fault it was and and all that. Also got the truck and Xfinity races. We'll uh, briefly talk about those races and uh, how those races went down. And uh, our RTT segment, William Byron and his luck, or or is it luck? Uh, we also got the Fox 500 coverage. We'll talk about how Fox did in the production side. Chevy sweep the weekend at Daytona. That signs to come for the Chevys. And the biggest surprise and disappointment from Speed Weeks. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of disappointments to talk about, that's for sure. Um, we've also got our Attaboy segment of the weekend. Um, our You Can't Do That segment. Finally coming back, baby. It's been whoa, a minute. whoa, whoa. We had it for the class. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute since it's mattered, though. So You can't <laughs> do that. So we got all that going. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about the Atlanta race, which is coming up this weekend. Uh, give you our preview and picks for that race. Uh, I'll be there. I'm picking B.J. McCloud. You should. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it. We don't need no education. Please refrain. You can't do that. Let's fucking go. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because of vision softly creeping Left its seas while I was sleeping <laughs> And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence and in the restless dreams, I walked alone. Narrow streets of cobblestone. Neath the halo of a street lamp. <laughs> I fucking this. I fucking. I fucking the. Uh, it's hard to do it without the music, boys. Oh. It is. But uh, I turned my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stabbed by oh, the flash of the 24. Ah, uh, okay. I'll, split I'll the night. And touch the sound 
of silence. And in the naked light I saw. I'm going to sing the whole song. I'm about to say, go ahead and sing the whole <laughs> 10, song. 10,000 people, maybe more. People not cheering. <laughs> people pissed off. Pissed off, pissed on. People writing songs like this one mm. that voices never share. And then no one dared disturb the sound of silence. Of silence. Staring down the barrel of a Colt 45. That's, that's not it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but, uh, it's a good song, though. Staring down a barrel of a 45. Yeah, well, there was mm. a lot of sounds of silence. No, I don't think there was. Here, fell asleep. here in his garage. No. I was very upset. No, there was a lot of explicit language being used at the end of the race by great. yours truly over well, here. Yeah. Why don't, uh, before we get into why <laughs> that is, why don't you uh, tell me about your weekend? Because that's how we usually start this off. Mm. Are you running the show now? Yeah. Okay. We should do something around here. So, my weekend was pretty good. Uh, well, I wouldn't say pretty good. I mean, NASCAR's back, so I'm I'm happy about it. The boys uh, are back. I the done boys that one. are back again. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking for glory. <laughs> but it was a it was a pretty good weekend, you know. Uh, obviously, Saturday and Sunday sucked. Waiting on NASCAR, never got to never got to see it unfold till till Monday. So, um, and then Clemson losing again by one point. That's <laughs> like four times this year we've lost by a point. Sucked. Uh, at NC State's on Saturday, I was very upset. So, uh, at go. home, to make it even worse. But go pack At least go. LSU beat South Carolina. So, uh, Blind squirrel. Mm. That guy say? Uh. Oh, yeah, by the way, I want to congratulate you on your third Super Bowl championship, man. I'm you know, I'm, I'm still <laughs> impressed you're doing this podcast Dude, with me now. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. There's been a lot of motherfuckers that have said some shit about me that that is spot on, and that I'm like, yeah, that's that, that guy know what he's talking about. He right about that one. I ain't never, I ain't never had anybody tell me I sound like Patrick Mahomes. Never I once. I'm here. I just, I don't see it. Motherfuckers sound like Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't see it. If I do, I do, but I just... Is that I, why you're wearing red? Yeah, uh, that's it. That's my... Supporting your Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> fuck Patrick Mahomes and fuck that guy that thinks I sound like him. <laughs> that was funny. I don't. I don't that sound like him. I don't. I don't think I do. But um, uh, In the microphone, you do, I can see a little bit of it. It's, th- it's not a lot. I think I I've got a, a pretty it. unique voice. I don't know if I sound like anybody. Uh, you sound like Brock Purdy. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, congratulations for your third Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Um, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here if I was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick, come on the show one day, bud. Um, well, no, yeah, I don't think you would after all the shit you talked about him. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, but uh, now my week, my weekend was okay. You know, waited on the race yesterday and kept on waiting. Uh, drank some beer, a lot of beer. Um, had some pizza and uh, had a good time till uh, till the end. But uh, 24 car in Victory Lane, I, you know, I'm always kind of sentimental towards that because, you know, Jeff was my guy growing up. It's just uh, – and I don't have nothing against William Byron. It's just, you know, I die. he's not one of my guys that I want to win. You know, my dad likes him. So, you know, I've always, I'll always kind of be happy for my dad. But, uh, 
yeah, the the wrong Hendrick car was in victory lane. Uh, for for me to be happy, you know, the one that needs to be in victory lane is the nine car, and uh, he had a shot at the end, and uh, he just made a couple indecisive block blocks, I think, and uh, put him in the back, and didn't go anywhere from there towards the end. So, but uh, had a good time. Uh, like I said watched it with you and uh, another buddy, and my wife here in the garage, and had a good time. Just uh, you know, always when uh, a finish of a race kind of goes down like that, it kind of leaves a, a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, um, my weekend wasn't too bad either. I, I worked all weekend. Um, got to watch the truck race on Friday night after work. and Saturday was kind of the same thing. Um, didn't, you know, knew it was raining and knew that they were probably at, at the very least going to postpone the, the um, Xfinity race till you know, or delay it, excuse me, until later on that night. I knew they probably weren't going to get it in by 5. And then I looked at the weather, and it said it was going to be raining until Monday. So I was like, uh, this is going to be a yeah. problem. Uh, so they called it pretty early, if I remember correctly. They said they were going to race it Sunday. And then pretty early Sunday. Monday? Well, Saturday. Oh, oh the And then on Sunday, uh, they called it really early. Mm-hmm. I think they called it like Well, no, the Xfinity race, they called that Saturday, but they called it, and they weren't going to – do it till Monday. No, they said. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, they're gonna race it no, Sunday night. Were they not? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So they called it for Monday, and then Sunday. Um, called it about what eleven? Yeah, they called it really early. Yeah. So I was I was glad they did that to you know let everybody know. People, I saw a lot of people still complaining that they needed to call it earlier. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, you. Uh, there's miracles that happen in the clouds. Sometimes, I mean, the storms sometimes just break off, and yeah. you better get in. You don't want to call it too early, and then be like, "Oh fuck, we could have got the race in." Yeah. You know, so I people people are never happy. Yeah, find people are never to complain happy. about, but yeah, yeah. Oh, which I'll do here in a minute. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of it, it sucks when you you know your biggest race is always always affected by weather. I can't remember the last time it wasn't. Um, was last year's? Yeah. They they didn't finish until like eleven o'clock at night. Could be right. I think it got delayed at least. I don't know if it. It might not have been, but there was there was some kind of rain going on last year, if I remember correctly. Twenty. But I remember twenty twenty. Obviously, twenty twenty one. Those both were affected by rain. Yeah. But I think 19, too. It always – I mean, it seems like every year it's affected yeah, yeah. by rain, and there's really nothing – More times than not, it is. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing you can do about it, which is the unfortunate part. Put uh, a dome over that thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was unfortunate, but ended up being a pretty decent race on Monday. Um, like you said, though, the, the ending kind of sucked. So um, all in all, it kind of sucked. <laughs> when the ending sucks, the whole race sucks. So – um, yeah, I've said that on here before. You know, you can have a kind of dull race, have a yeah. great finish, and you, people remember it as a pretty damn good finish. Yeah, it's just super frustrating. Pretty damn when, good race I when mean. when it ends like that. So, and then you know, fell asleep and didn't watch pretty much any of the Xfinity race. Yeah, so. a little pussy. Hey, it happens. I had to watch it by myself. I even beat off on your couch. No, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Um, no, it. Uh, I'm glad NASCAR's back, and uh, we're going to get into the, the 500 and all all what happened. But uh, glad it's back and um, ready for another good season. Uh, I'm glad to 
know that I lift the Chevy curse on race on race one, saying they're not going to win a race the first eight races, go out there and win the, win the 500. Uh, I said that last week when uh, I made that bold prediction. I said Chevy probably going to win the 500 now. Yeah. And they did. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the race. William Byron wins the Daytona 500. Um, Hendrick's 40th season to the day. Um, people saying NASCAR is scripted now. <laughs> um, Something like that. Yeah. So uh, he uh, – I really don't know if he did a whole lot to maintain the lead. He just kind of let everybody else fuck up behind him, I'll say. Um, you know, Ross trying to make a move at the end, coming to the white. Uh, Austin and Corey down at the bottom getting kind of – uh, squirrely with each other, come back on the track because I think uh, Austin kind of went down on the apron for a second, came back up, and Corey was continuing to push him. And Ross trying to go under underneath Byron and kind of clipped uh, Austin, clipped uh, Ross, and they went spinning through the infield. Caution came out, and it was, I mean, probably half a second or second too uh, early for. Alex Bowman and Alex Bowman fans because he wins the 500 if they throw the caution any later uh, than what they did. So it's a Hendrick 1 2. And um, you had, I think it was, I think throughout the race, other than stage one, when all the guys up front were saving fuel and you had a single car of H. Helmendinger being faster than the whole pack, that was embarrassing. I was not a fan of that. But uh, we, that's what it is on these super speedway races now um, with, you know, everything being stra- uh, strategy-based, everybody trying to s- spend the least amount of time possible on pit road as you can. That allows you to keep or gain track position for later on in the race. So it's part of it. I just hate how it uh, how it is. But other than that, I thought it was a great race. I don't think we had any training all, all day, which is nice to see. Um, two by two. It's hard to move around, but you could if you had a good enough car. Uh, you had Kyle Busch come from the back to the front multiple times. You had Joe Logano come from the back to the front multiple times. So you could make moves and make make it back up to the front. Um, it's just kind of you had to be a good. Yeah, you, you had to be a very good plate racer, and you got had, you you had to have a very good car as well. So, but overall, you know, even with the ending the way it was. I'd still give it a 75% on the groovy gauge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for Eric Eastup. I think he rated his like 85 or something. But uh, 75%, it was very solid for the Daytona 100. Could have been better. Um, if that if the finish actually finishes under green and we get a side-by-side race to the checkers between William Byron and Ross Chastain or, or Austin Cindric or something, it probably goes up to 80, 85. So uh, just kind of how it is. The finish kind of hurts it, but uh, solid race, 75, seven and a half out of ten for me. Yeah, um, I thought it was a great race. Um, like you said, I mean, it, it wasn't easy to pass, but you could make moves if you were, you know, good. That third line got uh, going quite a bit. It seemed like if it had a fast car, you know, with a couple cars passing or, or a couple cars behind him, um, that top lane was was really good. Uh, especially if that middle lane uh, wasn't really doing well at side draft, and that that top lane would would get huge runs, and um, would would most of the time break up the the bottom, which was weird. I don't think I've ever seen uh, that happen uh, quite that way. So that was interesting to watch. Um, I thought they were aggressive, um, but not stupid for most of the race. 
Um, and, and that's what you need to see at these uh, plate tracks. And um, I thought it was the best plate race um, that this car has put on since uh, since the Gen 7 has been here. This is now the third Daytona 500 um, for this car. Um, third year of it, and I think it keeps getting better on these super speedways every year. So that's good to see. Uh, the problem is, um, you know, mistake happens on lap six, kind of puts a damper on the beginning of the race. Um, could Brad. Wasn't his fault. but um, <laughs> And then, you know, big wreck with eight to go kind of ruined the race for me because um, both of my guys were in it, uh, and – the guy I picked to win it was might as well have been in it. So <laughs> um, it uh, kind of ruined the race for me. The last eight laps, seven laps, whatever it was, that they go green, white, checkered, four laps, whatever, six. Whatever it was that they went back green with, I think it was a green, white, checkered. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was four to go. Four to go. Um, I think so. Whatever it was. It, it was five and three quarters. It, they started it out there in turn two. None of my guys had a chance to win, so it kind of was bullshit. And then – the end of the race. Um, I mean, it just ended so anticlimactically that it was just kind of dumb. So uh, if you take out the first 10 and the last 10 laps, I think it was a, a 90. Uh, that middle, you know, middle 180 laps was great. Um, but uh, like I said, the start and the finish sucked. So uh, it, it wasn't great. So I give it a 70 um, overall. Uh, it is what it is. It was a decent enough race. Uh, just wished... Uh, the ending was better, and it uh, my guys would at least had a, had a had a shot. I know you mentioned Chase having a shot at the end. It's much better to have a shot and fail than uh, not not be there at all. So, um, wish at least one of them was was up there at yes, the end. Yes, it it is better <laughs> than being up there at the end. But if you're fourteenth, yeah, it is what it is. It's better than wrecking, I guess. But if you're second, if you're Alex Bowman fan, you're pissed. I think you're it's pissed. If you're pissed either way if you don't win. But, but I, I'm saying it, it's easier to. There's only to, one guy going to home deal happy. with if you finish 14th and didn't have a chance to win the race at the end because you made a mistake. Yeah, but in the grand but, scheme of things, next week you'll be more happy you finish. He second. won. A, yeah, he won a stage too for, so, for Chase. Chase no. and Blaney won won uh, stages. Chase wins stage one, and Blaney won stage two with a nice move on his teammate Austin Sendrick on the last lap yeah. to uh, get up underneath him and beat him to the line. Um. And, you know, are you surprised that we'll, – we'll get into it a little bit later, but the manufacturer's report was there, but it really wasn't as much as we've seen in previous 500s, especially in previous years. Yeah, and I, th I think the reason for that is that there wasn't really domination by one mm -hmm. – usually, I mean, it's been the Fords for the past 10 years at these tracks that – kind of dominate so they all run together because they're all faster than the Toyotas and the Chevrolets I think with this new Ford that they've lost their their edge um, so the field's more jumbled up because the Fords aren't leading the pack anymore and there's more Toyotas now so um, I feel like it was just that the pack's more jumbled up and it's it's more difficult to um, kind of find your friends uh, in a situation like that. So I think they planned to do it. It was just more difficult to, to execute this year than it had been in years past. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it was kind of a, it was kind of an, a, a fresh, fresh air because, you know, we've seen for years now the manufacturers just stick together, stick together, stick together, stick together. And that's kind of the whole race. 
Um, this race, you kind of had individuality come out. You had guys, you had a Chevy pushing a Toyota. You had Toyotas pushing forwards. You had Chevys pushing forwards. I mean, it was it was nice to see. And, and I think that's all, all – I, me personally, that's how I like my super speedways more than this new age, just all work together, manufacturer support and all that stuff. I think it's more natural of a race. And I think that's why the, the race, like you said, for the, the middle 180 laps was so good because – you, I mean, yes, you had teamwork and you had people, you know, he had manufacturers working together a little bit, but it, you, it wasn't as clear as it has been in in years past. So, I think it was just, hey, whoever's in front of me, I'm, we're going to the front. We're going to try to go to the front. I don't care who you are, and uh, track position is so key. We're going to just try to. We're not going to wait for our teammate or anything like that. We're going to try to just get all we can get right now. So, uh, I like that, and I think that made the race overall a better experience. Even though, like you said, the the beginning and the uh, the end kind of kind of sucked. But William Byron locks himself in the playoffs. I mean, everybody had him make the playoffs. We're one for one on our playoffs mm-hmm. drivers. One for one, check. Um, so the big ones. I mean, there's only really one big one. That was eight to go. But uh, six laps uh, into the race, we had a wreck between John Hernemacek, Brad Keselowski. Um, all, uh, Harrison Burton, Austin Dillon, Carson Hosevar, Jimmy Johnson, and Kaz Grala. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was it. So, coming out of uh, four, getting the trioval, seemed like the 42 of John Hernandez is kind of indecisive on where he's trying to run. Um, Brad's getting hit from behind by the one car. Now, the one car gets off of Brad, but Brad continues, uh, you know, he's not just going to slam on brakes, gets momentum and hits the 42, and the 42 goes spinning, uh, collects Harrison Burton, and and, and starts starts the lap six uh, wreck. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say it's Brad's fault. I've seen a lot of people say it's kind of a racing incident. I've seen people say it's John Hunter's fault. Some people say it was Ross's fault. Um, Where do you – obviously, I you know, (laughs) you're RFK guy, so you're probably not going to say it's Brad's fault. How do you see that situation? Well, I've said it on this podcast before, and, you know, it's whenever you hit anybody from behind, you, you share the blame. Um, it's it's your prerogative, unless you're getting pushed to to either stay in it or get out of it. So looking at it as, as of objectively as I can, of course, Brad's got a role that he played in this. Um, however, I do think that it's not, you know, if I had to pick one guy, the main issue was not Brad's push. Um, I would say uh, the main issue was uh, John Hunter's indecisiveness. So for that first – for for a half a lap before this wreck happens, uh, you know, they're entering into three, and he's in the middle, and then he goes to the top, and then he's back to the middle, and then he's into the top, going through three and four. Brad doesn't know where he's going to be, you know, and then he moves up, coming off of four, and tries to come back down, and then moves back up again, and – how are you supposed to hit somebody square on the bumper if they're not holding the line? Um, that's, you know, restrictor plate racing or uh, speedway racing 101. Like, you can't get a bump draft if, you, if you're not straight. Now, of course, like I said, some of that's on Brad. He shouldn't have hit him. But, you know, you also expect you're, – you're, you're in the NASCAR Cup Series. Hold a fucking line. If you can't do it, don't be here. Don't be racing at the front anyway until you can figure out your car. If your car's having handling troubles, get out of the pack, if that's what it was. If it's you, get better. 
because when we go to Atlanta this weekend, if John Hunter's doing the same thing, he's probably going to get wrecked again because you can't hold the line. Harrison Burton, same thing happened to him in his first race in this car. Um, it happens. Um, but it's definitely not Brad's fault 100%. I would say if it's anything, if I had to put numbers on it, I'd say it's 75% on uh, John Hummer, Hunter. I would say it's probably 10% Brad. Only 10%. 10-15% Brad and, you know, the rest Ross because Ross did give him a shot, and you know. When yeah, but well, I don't think I, I really don't see how it's Ross's fault. No, I mean at all. it's it's not Ross's Ross fault. Ross is doing what he's supposed. To, he yeah. gave Brad a push. And Brad's and then doing what he's supposed to. It ain't be doing. like he was all over. Sure, him. sure. I'm not saying he shoved him through him, of course, but but he did get a push from Ross, which did propel him into. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the 42. Now, like I said, Ross. It's not okay. Ross's job not to push there because the guy three cars ahead might wreck. It's not that. So I'm not saying it's Ross's fault, but if Ross doesn't give Brad that shove, he doesn't have the run to then push Harrison. Or not Harrison, uh, John Hunter. All in all, John Hunter's got to be able to control his car, and all in all, John Hunter's got to put his car in the right spot to accept a push. Um, and, and, you know, being all the way up at the top, um, not running the groove that everybody else is running, Brad doesn't put his – Brad didn't put his car up, up that high. Um Brad's got to run, and Brad's not going to lift. That's the way Brad races these races. It well, does, he lifted. He saw the yeah, he did by out. by the time he got into him. Yeah, he he because he he realized at that point. But you're not going to lift. You're not going to you're not going to lift mm -hmm. until it's that until you have to, and you know you, you hopefully that the the the, the forty two can gather it up or um, not put him in a bad position, which um, he ended up you know wrecking because. He couldn't hold. He couldn't hold the line and couldn't accept the push. But um, people, people say Bat, Brad's a bad pusher. Um, he's never wrecked any of the good guys. He never. I mean, okay, he wrecked Ricky Stenhouse. Sure, that's coming down fucking two laps to go in the five hundred. It's gonna happen. It's like eight. <laughs> sure, same thing that happened at lap eight. Got got him got gathered up this year. But wrecks happen with eight to go. Sure, but. If you look at all the guys that Brad has wrecked pushing, you got Harrison Burton was in his first cup race ever in a new car. The 42 this year, and then, you know, it's never Joey. Wrecked, who did he wreck last year at Talladega? Because it was his In fall. the fall race? Mm-hmm. I forgot who it was. Was it Ross? I don't know. But he, he, uh, he wrecked somebody last year in Talladega, kind of the same. Around the same area. He's aggressive, sure, and he yeah. puts himself out there to take the blame of these wrecks. But, mm -hmm. you know, Ricky did the same thing when he was driving the 17 car, and it worked for him. He won a bunch of races doing it. Some of them Roush cars. Um, you just got to watch out for Yeah, them. you do, you do. Ones. But <laughs> they also are the fastest cars out there quite a bit. Now, they weren't this weekend, but, um, you know, Brad's really good at this type of racing. And, like I said, it's very rare that he's sending Denny Hamlin through the grass or he's never wrecked his teammate. Chris Buescher, because he can accept the push, and he's always holding the line. There's certain guys out there that Brad knows he can push, and, you know, you're going to give the young guys the benefit of the doubt because if you don't work with them, your line's going backwards. So you have to. You have to work with them. And uh, that's why I blame it on the 42, because, like I said, if the 11 car was in front of Brad, there wouldn't have been a wreck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of 
look at this wreck the same way I look at the wreck that uh, with eight to go later on. It's kind of just the same situation. Guy getting a push. Um, guy getting a little squirrely, trying to lift off the gas, and it's just too late. I uh, see. I, you know, I think both wrecks are kind of similar. I think it's. Um, I wouldn't say it's only ten percent, Brad. You know, Brad's been a common denominator in all these. Not all of them, but a lot of these wrecks on these super speedways with this next gen car. So, um, um, try the uh, try the other one because those are mainly Tories. Yeah, yeah. You like Mountain Dew Code Red? I think it tastes a lot like. I mean, it's not like exactly to it. Sorry. Uh, spot, please sponsors. Yes, <laughs> that'd be nice. Um. But, yeah, I think the wrecks are just kind of racing situations. I'd put 60% on John Hunter. you got to be able to hold a line there, figure out what he's doing with his race car. He's a rookie. Not a rookie, but he's – Might as well be. He's first time he's been in a uh, the next-gen car, uh, I think, in a while. I don't, I, remember, I don't even know if he's ever been in the next-gen car. He probably has. But, I think um, he raced uh, – did he race a third car for somebody? Front row? Last year? I don't know. Anyways, he hadn't had a lot of experience with nation cars. I'm trying to say, and uh, you know, if you're trying to fill your car out, don't jump the the, the top lane with with a run coming. I mean, they. I mean, he had. This is of why they need fucking there. practice. Yeah, big time. But um, I I give. Well, I say sixty on John Hunter. Yeah. Uh, I say thirty or thirty on Brad, and then ten percent is just racing. Just just how kind of the cookie crumbles. Short track race uh, at 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 Daytona. So, you know, Brad is a common denominator, and you can't ignore that situation. Um, you can't ignore he's a he's a one of the main parts of the of a lot of these super speedway crashes. Um, not saying he's doing anything wrong, but he's usually one of the guys that is involved in these type of wrecks. But w- would it, go ahead. But I just think it's a. You know, it sucks because it happens so early in the race. And, um, you know, I thought they were going to train for a while because usually when you have a, a, a early wreck like that, it kind of scares, scares everybody. Like, all right, guys, we got to get to the end of the race here. We can't be doing all this shit. But luckily they didn't. Now, they were saving fuel yeah. <laughs> going 170 miles an hour, but they weren't training, I guess. But uh, it just sucks that it was so early in the race. And uh, But, you, like I said, uh, you got a point with with the uh, the guys that have wrecked off of the bu- off the bumper of Brad the past couple of years. It's been young guys, uh, inexperienced guys in the Cup Series like Harrison Burton, like John Hunter Nemechek. So uh, you got I, a good point there. I think I think to be as good as Brad is, and, and you know maybe the stats don't show how good he is, but Denny Hamlin said he's one of the best of them out there at at Super Speedway racing, and you know he's never won the five hundred. I don't know if he's ever won the. The second, the night race. Who? Uh, Brad. He's won it once. Okay, I know he's got a couple wins at Dega, but a couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like seven. Yeah, a couple, six or seven. Um, but I didn't remember if he had ever won that the night race at Daytona. But he's got a ton of Super Speedway wins. He's always in contention to win. And should have won Atlanta last year. Should have should have won, but you know didn't make an aggressive move that he probably should have. Should have probably could have won to Atlanta when we were there in July if it doesn't, yeah, doesn't if rain. It, if William Byron's golden horseshoe ain't there. But <laughs> um but uh it's uh and that's and that's my point is like you bring up Atlanta last year. If if Brad was over aggressive, he would have made the over aggressive move to win the race. Oh, I don't really. 
yeah, on Joey. I don't think it's Brad being over aggressive. I think he's just underest or overestimating the talent of the guys in front of him because he's used to working with guys like the eleven and the twenty two and the twelve and the twelve and all these guys that go out and win races at super speedways. He's used to working with them. So he's overestimating how how hard he can push the forty two or the twenty one. I don't think he's doing it on purpose, like, oh, I'm just going to drive through this guy, and if he can't hold a line, he can't hold a line. But, you know, if if he was just being over-aggressive, why didn't he make that block of it at Atlanta last year? So it doesn't make any sense to me why people are blaming Brad for this one. I, I mean, I do get the fact that, you know, you know, you got a guy in front of you, you got to be a little bit more cognizant of that. But um, it's it's – it's more on John Hunter than it is on Brad. And, and you know, it's – like I said, if, it, if it's Denny Hamlin or somebody else in that situation, Brad's not causing a wreck there. There isn't a wreck that happens there if, if there's an experienced driver in front of Brad. So, um, yeah, what do you uh, – you, you kind of spoke on it a little bit. Uh, what did you think about the wreck with eight to go? Yeah, the wreck with eight to go was the William Byron uh, clipping Brad Keselowski. Um turning him up into Joey Logano and up to the rest of the field. That does like taste like Code Red. It's good, isn't it? It's yeah. good. Um, and collected, like I said, most mostly all mostly all the Fords other than Austin Sendrick. And uh, maybe, a, no, I think Noah Gregson or somebody. but uh, And David Reagan. But uh, those guys are never a factor late except for Austin Sendrick. Um, this wreck, like I said, it's kind of like the first one, you know, just – and now it's eight to go. Like, you're trying to push all you can. Brad makes a good move, trying to get under uh, Ross. He's going to make the pass. He's going to make the pass on Ross. And uh, the 24's got a good run coming from the middle line with the 48. And they just got off center a little bit. 24 gets loose. 48 tries to back out. You can see the pipes. The flames come up under the pipes of 48. Too late. Gets 24 loose, turns him up into the six, up into the 22, and then it's 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 melee from there. The one barely, I mean, just barely squeaks out. He almost got turned from the six, but he narrowly avoids it. And it take, that's the big one. Takes out about 15 cars, I think. Takes out the, the six, the 12, the 22, the 11. All the, the guys 19, that were going to compete for winning the race. The 19. Um a lot of a lot of big hitters. Seventeen. Seventeen. 17 he, although he really wasn't a factor all day. No, he wasn't. But he'd have been up there at the end. He, yeah, he may, he may be. But uh, especially if he's not one, in that wreck, there's only five cars left that were competitive. This one is blame. I'm gonna say fifty percent near. It's in, it's the end of the race. Fifty fifty percent. The other half is Alex Bowman and, and William Byron. Um, Bowman for giving him a push, seeing him be sideways. Maybe should have got off a little bit earlier off him, but it's like I said, it's eight to go. And then William Byron for not being able to handle we see a, a push late from his teammate. I give them twenty five percent each on on their end. So fifty percent, it's the eight laps to go on the five hundred, yeah. and then fifty percent is on the on the two hundred boys. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if I agree in the moment on the numbers, <laughs> and I and I and I still think that it was just it's dumb. And the reason I think it was just a bad decision. Uh, by the, those two guys is, you know, you're trying to fill a hole that's going to be closing. Uh, and it's very difficult. We see it every year. Every year there's a wreck going into three. Every year there's a wreck right there on that part of the racetrack. For whatever reason, you're loading up to enter into three. Cars get real light right there. 
somebody's going to get turned. Somebody, it's very difficult right there. It's kind of like going through the trial. Kind of not wanting to put uh, push somebody right there because you're going to cause a wreck. Um, uh, we saw it with, uh, who was it that got turned right there last year, two years ago, whatever it was, caused that big wreck in the Xfinity series when Myatt Snyder fucking died. Oh, uh, um. It happens. That's the, um, I mean, we, yeah. it doesn't matter. But it happens there quite a bit. There's always a wreck going into three right there. So I think it was kind of dumb for Bowman to be pushing that hard right then, especially because there really wasn't anywhere for them to go, if I'm remembering. Well, they had a hole. They had a Brad had moved sure they down, did. and sure that's they what did. allowed them to keep going. Yeah, so they got – so Brad's on my chair. Right Brad's <laughs> under – under the one at that point, and He's they're getting ready to there, get under the one. Yeah, yeah and they're kind of cut in the middle, trying to, and they'll yeah, they'll the fill middle. the hole which will be occupied by, by Ross, one, by yeah, the by one. Ross. So he's going to push him into the back of Ross. Yeah, but Bowman doesn't know that. He just pushed twenty four. They're trying to get out in front. Fair. That's why I was saying, you know, you can't really blame it on the third guy because he doesn't know what's going on up there. Now, could that be why the twenty four? Maybe he checks up. And that's why 48, as he continues to push, he gets Yeah, started. I don't know. He sees um, the six going underneath I think, the one. I think he checked up just because Bowman had his fucking rear end jacked up off the ground, and he's trying to get out of it so he doesn't get spun out. But mm-hmm. it's just too, it's too late at that point. Um, you're, you're squirrely. You're done. Uh, there's not enough – there's not any driving in the world that can save you once your ass is sliding all over the spot going into three. It, your ass is grass. Yeah, you're, you're, you're screwed. And it's just unfortunate that, you know – and. It, it's just it pisses me off because it happens every year, and it's the reason that I fucking hate super speedway racing. Um, at least super speedway racing coming down to the checkers because it's always going to end up in a wreck because you, you there's just no other way to do it. There's no way to get. There's no other way to pass. There's no other way to. The Atlanta race last year at the end to put yourself went a whole last four sure, laps under green. Sure, it doesn't. You know, and that's the exception that makes a rule. But you had a bunch of guys at the front that were experienced at that type of racing that were not driving with their fucking, you know, heads on the floorboard. Uh, Shout out Ryan Newman. And, you know, it's – the Daytona 500 is always going to end this way. It, for the for, From now until the end of time, it will end this way. Because, you know, you're going for the – I mean, it's the biggest prize in – in and, all the, and all the cars are so close. Yeah, like you see all these. You're not going to get spread out with the 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 stages, and yeah. like you said, the cars are super close, and it's such a big race. I mean, it was the biggest purse in motorsports history. Twenty eight million dollars. Twenty eight million dollars uh, for the winner of this race. So I'll be driving like a maniac too, or twenty eight million dollars. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you're gonna go for it, and 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 there's no way to not. Yeah. So like you you almost can't blame the drivers. You have to blame NASCAR for putting them in this box. But I'm not mad at NASCAR. I'm for not either. The purse for good. Hey, sure, but you're the biggest race of the year. Twenty-eight million dollars for you, baby. But you're putting them in this box as far as it's. You know, it's going to come down to eight laps to go, and somebody's going to drive like an asshole because they have to because they need to go win that twenty-eight million dollars. Um, you know, on one hand, I'm mad at NASCAR for putting them in that box because of the the way that drafting has to work now. But then, on the other hand, it makes for great racing, and it, mm-hmm. and, it, and if that wreck happens, it's entertaining. Much as the drivers yeah. don't like it, it's entertaining. If that wreck happens with one to go, it's one of the greatest finishes of all time, right? Because they probably don't throw the caution and they let them race it to the line. At least they should, in my opinion, because well, the race is over they're anyway. Throwing, they're throwing the caution. How big that wreck was. I think they shouldn't personally, but 
you know, it's the last lap. Let them finish the last lap. It's not like they're going to be coming around there at speed next time anyway, especially yeah. if you're, you know, three-quarters of the way down the backstretch. But what um, if you got cars in a, in a, like, further back? Still green. Sucks Avoid the suck. wreck. God, sucks to suck. That's, that's why they throw it. Though. Well, that sucks to suck. That's why you have to throw it. I they're get, not I get your point. They're not lifting anyway. They either are or they aren't. Whether or not they're racing back to the, the checkered, they're not going to lift if they're not because they're trying to pass as many cars so they can, you know, because it's a point of caution if it's a, if it's a white flag. <coughs> so if they're not throwing the caution, you're still trying to pass these cars. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not getting out of it anyway, so it wouldn't change anything. But NASCAR puts them in this box. So I, I put almost no blame on the two guys. Um, it's it's mostly just the box they've been put in, so I'm chalking it up to it is just racing, but it is super frustrating that that it always comes down to this, and you almost never get a clean finish at the end, and then the guy that causes the wreck ends up winning the race, and it, it, that's that's what's super frustrating to me is like you know you wreck half the field, and and then you go and you're the one that reaps all the rewards when you really weren't that competitive all night, like. Sure, he was up there. Sure, you're fast. in the top ten. You have a fast car, but you weren't race winning. You weren't Joey Logano. You weren't the eight car that's driven from the back 35 times. Hell, you weren't even Brad Keselowski that was making a pass for the lead with eight laps to go. Like he was trying. They was they were coming. They were coming, <laughs> sure, but they weren't. You know, you don't think. Who knows? They might. If 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 you would ask if me, he re- doesn't wreck, if he doesn't get wrecked right there, and Brad's underneath the one, and the 24 jumps to the top, tries to pass the one with his run. He's got. Maybe. That's three wide for the lead. But with 10 laps to go, if I would ask you who's going to win the race, William Byron wouldn't have been on anybody's mind. So that's my point. Like, Maybe. No one's picking him to win a race at that point until the wreck happens. And then he's the only fast car left. So, sure, he's going to win the fucking race because there's nobody else. And then Chase Elliott, who's probably the best car left at that point. He said Ross. Yeah, he's chasing Ross. But Ross, not the greatest super speedway racer. Sure, he's got a win at Talladega that he kind of lucked into. But – um, you know, I would say that Chase Elliott was probably the best super speedway racer with the best car left at that point in time, at least in, you know, up there with a good enough car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he makes kind of a well, bone, boneheaded decision. And now, you know, nobody's got a shot. So, um, well, to be fair to William Byron, he has four drafting track wins. It's a lot. So, so he, he's if I remember the, the, his first win, ow, the air swallowed and it's just been pain. <laughs> no. Oh. The fuck? You never had that? Yeah, like in you your breastbone. You swallow wrong and it just fucking hurts. In your breastbone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And anyways. you like you crack it. Yeah. And it's oh my god. But anyways, so he won the the fall race in what eighteen? Hmm. What year did he win his first? What year was that? The playoff cutoff race in twenty twenty. Was, was it first okay? Win. It was twenty. It was his in first Daytona. win. Yeah. If I remember correctly, kind of lucked into that one. Didn't really dominate that race. What the best was, car? No, yeah, he, uh, he avoided some wrecks and stuff, but he still and Chase Elliott helped him out a lot. Yeah, Chase Elliott Chase was already in. Yeah. Uh, then he won Atlanta first race the, in New Atlanta, the first New Atlanta race, which was and he was pretty good. He was yeah, pretty sure. There. And then he lucked into Atlanta last year because yeah, you know they just one. decided to fucking throw a caution randomly when it yeah. wasn't raining, and then. Um, then he, you know, wrecks the whole field and wins this race. So, sure, he's got four of them. He earned one of them. Sure, you I'd, earn them all putting I'd yourself you in the earn, position. You earn them all. You earn yeah. them all, but he deserved one of them. That's fair. But, I mean, if, it, if you keep winning, you know, eventually it doesn't come down. It, eventually people stop saying the flug. People think, say, hey, it's just skill. He, knows, not where, he knows where to be true. at There's the right a, time. 
Tom Brady is a lucky son of a bitch. Now <laughs> you have to put you you have to be good enough to put yourself in the position to be lucky. Yeah. Bad pe- ba- if you're bad, you're not going to get lucky because you're not in the position. Mm-hmm. But you have to put yourself in the position to get lucky. And Jimmy I'm not Johnson saying, a lot of years got lucky. Yeah. So, so yeah, I get you. Know, you. W- William Byron. I'm not saying he's the worst race car driver in the world. No. He's good. He's a really good race car driver. I almost picked him to win the championship this year because he is very lucky, and he's also very good. But it's super frustrating that this motherfucker lucks into all of his goddamn wins. I mean, every time he wins, it's like, where the fuck did this guy come from? He had about four of them last year that he won that I'm like, where the fuck did this guy come from? He won Atlanta randomly. He won another fucking race just randomly. Um, Um, Which one was it in the playoffs that he won that was just dumb? I can't remember what track it was, but I remember like, what the fuck? This guy just wins randomly. Um, um, it's just, it's dumb. I don't like. He him. won Phoenix last year, kind of lucky. He was fast, but remember that was when Harvick was going to win. Caution yeah. came out. There was one in the playoffs that that he won, and it, he shouldn't have won it. Um, but anyways, Texas. I digress. Texas. Texas. I digress. Fuck William Byron. He's now public enemy number one for me. <laughs> I hate this motherfucker. We're not even got into that. I don't yet. like this motherfucker. <laughs> all right. And the last wreck coming to the white. Did they make the right decision by throwing the caution? Yeah. Um, and whose fault? What? What? The wreck. So the wreck, real quick. It was Corey Lejoy's fault. I've I've explained it already. You know, with with Ross trying to come down, getting a run on William coming to the white. The two and the seven are down there at the bottom, kind of getting squirrely on each other. Seven continues to push two as he's coming back on the. The tracks he kind of got off on the apron, came back on, um, and you know turned to two into the one while the one's trying to pass twenty four. They go spin out into the infield, come back up the track, and I forget who hits who, but um, it was Corey LaJoy's fault. It's Corey LaJoy's yeah, fault. Yeah, and, and there's not a lot of elaboration that needs to be done. Corey LaJoy's a bit of an idiot. I like Corey LaJoy, but he makes some fucking stupid ass decisions in races quite a bit. He would hurry up, get the race over with, we go to Chile. Yeah, and you know, I like I said, I like Corey LaJoy, but like it, it definitely was his fault. Yeah. Uh, just driving with his fucking head in his ass. Um, which and Cindric had some choice words for him. Yeah, and, and you know, I I get where Corey's coming from. Like you gotta do what you gotta do. You're trying to win the fucking race. So I'm not you see somebody get off the get off the track, you got you can't just keep continue to push them. You gotta let them be able to try to regain his control of his car. Yeah, so I'm not mad at Corey for doing what he did. Like, it is what it is. You know, you, I'm, you're not worried about Corey LaJoy. Or, or, I mean, you're not worried about Austin Cendrick or anybody else. You're worried about putting your car in the best position to win the race. That's what he tried to do. But it was 100% the wrong decision, and it caused a big fucking wreck, which ended the race, and, you know, the fans got fucked out of a finish because, you know, it just happened to be right at the 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 – um, the white flag, and the white flag came out before the yellow flag did, and they can't figure out a better way to do that system. So That's salut. It's over at that wrote. point, and, you know, everybody knew it was over, and uh, it just sucks because I would like to see an A finish. Mm-hmm. It, I would be much more okay with William Byron winning that race if there was a finish. Mm-hmm. He just holds off everybody. Yeah. Yep. If, if, you, if you're racing and you beat them, you beat them. Good for you. Now, you still kind of lucked into it, but mm-hmm. – at least you had to earn it at the end. Yeah, you saw the checkered flag while everybody was still going at full speed. So you give Corey 100% of the blame there? 99.9. So no, no fault of Ross for coming down. 
Nothing people say it's Ross's fault. No, it's not Ross's fault. Which makes no fucking sense. It's not Ross's fault. He's trying to pass William Byer. He's got to run. I'll give give 0.1% for Cindric just because he's kind of there too. And he could have just not – he could have just – Oh, fuck, I'm fucked. I'm driving it on the apron, getting out of here. Uh, he could have done that, but nobody expects him to. So yeah. 0.01% on Cedric for – And I think he probably kept his foot in it too. Yeah, for sure. So I'd, I'd, go, I'd go 90% Corey, 10% uh, Austin. Because like I said, you know, Austin isn't the front car there. You got to take some accountability. Hold on to your car no matter how hard it's – like I said, it's coming to the white flag. Hold on to your car. You know the run's coming. You know somebody's going to bump the hell out of you. Get ready for it. And, he, and then when you get a little squirrely, let out the gas. Now, you probably have lost the opportunity to win the race, but at least you don't crash your car in the process. Um, but Corey, obviously, yeah, pushing. Um, also, when he was way out of shape, continuing to push him is kind of dumb. I get it's the last lap. and You see the 500 trophy right there in your grass, your fourth place. You're trying to push two up there so you can clear the 24 and all of them so you can try to make your move on the two yourself. But you can't, like I said, you can't just – Detach your head and put it on the floorboard, yeah. like we like to say a lot. Um, so yeah, that was ninety uh, percent Corey, ten percent Austin on that deal. But I'll, I'll even throw also, also eighty percent Corey, ten percent Austin, then ten percent coming to the white flag yeah. at Daytona five hundred. <laughs> You're not lifting. Well, I mean, it's a hundred percent. You're coming to the white well, flag yeah, at the Daytona five hundred yeah. because, like I said, it happens every fucking year. So it's yeah. it's not the driver's fault at this point because it sometimes it's. Austin Cindric, sometimes it's Corey LaJoy, sometimes mm-hmm. it's Denny Hamlin, sometimes it's fucking Kyle Larson. Somebody's getting wrecked right there. Yeah. Um, and as long as you don't do it on purpose like Austin Dillon did to fucking Eric Amarola, it's kind of just a racing deal. Uh, the only time that I'll ever actually be, like, mad at a driver is when they try to kill somebody like Austin Dillon did with Eric Almarola there um, and, and, and go on to win the race. But... Uh, mm-hmm. When you're coming down to the, the checkered or the white of the Daytona 500, all bets are off. Everybody's driving like an asshole. Everybody's out for themselves. So hold on to what you got and just hope, you know, close your eyes and hope you get through it because yeah, somebody's was, wrecking. Yeah, there was a quote in the ARCA race on Friday night. Did you see this quote? No. <laughs> they were talking to some guy. I forgot who it was. And because uh, they raced after the truck series JT on Friday Daniels. night. Yeah, that's him. And they're asking, you know, what you going to do? It was like a restart with like a couple to go. He's like, uh, I'm gonna hold my. F- uh, I, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, "I'm gonna hold my foot to the uh, to the floor, and I ain't lifting until I see the checker flag or Jesus I saw <laughs> or something like that." I saw that quote. He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put my foot to the floor, and I'm a I ain't lifting up until I see the flag or Jesus." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Hell yeah, I love that." Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, let's briefly talk about uh, the other series. Races. You had the Truck Series race on Friday, which Nick Sanchez won, which was who? A bit of a wreck show. Uh, what do you think about that race? It's a shit show. Just like every truck race is these days, it's almost unwatchable. Um, I I can't stand watching Truck Series races. I watch Daytona and I'll watch Phoenix, but you know I probably won't watch a ton in between. Um, it's just it's bad racing most times. The races are so short that you can't even fucking get any racing done, especially with all the wrecks because. You're running fucking uh, four caution laps. You run a lap. They rack again, and it's, you know, four more caution, five more caution laps, and then you run a lap, and then there's another caution, and then you run two laps, and the stage is over. Like, it's just bu- it's just boring. It's hard to watch because it's fucking eye-pacing 2024, and 
it's just it looks like you're and you said this to me. It looks like you're watching fucking eye racing out there. Nobody can hold a fucking line. Nobody can hold a wheel straight. They wreck everybody on purpose. They don't know how to pass. They don't have any race etiquette, and it's just bad. The, the races are too short. Um, they have to be that aggressive because you you know you may, you get passed the fucking stage is over by the time you get back to them. Um, so. They need to do something different. I've seen that everybody's ch- saying that they need to go back to just racing at short tracks, which I agree with. Uh, and I also think they need to get rid of the fucking stage breaks uh, for all truck races because uh, they're just you can't get a rhythm going, and uh, it's 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 difficult to watch. So I gave I give that truck race like a ten percent. It was awful. I hated it. So I defended. I made a. I made a video. I kind of defended the truck series. A lot of people were saying it was embarrassing. It was awful. Some would say it was worse than Phoenix last year. And um, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But you know, little um, thing that you might not know about me is one of my favorite races each year is the truck series at Daytona. First race of the year, first points race of the year for the top three series. I love it. It's at night, Friday night, Daytona. And there's something about that race that I've always loved. And maybe that's why I'm going to defend it a little bit. Um, these guys are young, like you said. They've been, in the, they've been waiting for two months in the offseason to try to prove themselves to the world that they can, they can get it done. The, the, tri- the, tri- the track is fast. It's at nighttime. It's faster than what they've been practicing and qualifying on all weekend. I'm not defending all the wrecks because some of the wrecks were, yes, just driver inexperience. But man, these guys are young. They're trying to they're trying to prove to the world that they belong in NASCAR. Now, going out there and wrecking people when doing super shit's not how you do it. But I mean, it, I go back. You know, you watch football, you watch basketball. The first game of the year, especially in like um, college and college games, it's very sloppy. Like, it's it's hard. It's You'll probably play your worst game of the year. Most teams will play their worst game of the year on the first game of the year because they're still trying to get in a rhythm. They're still trying to, you know, get all the nerves calmed down, all the off-season, you know, rust off. And I think that's what happened here on this truck race. And um, it, I've seen worse. I've seen way worse. And, um, yes, a lot of guys out there that probably shouldn't be out there. But um, – I, I I I still enjoyed it. I know it was a shit show, and but he had a guy at the end win it that that it was he got in a wreck early, but uh, he worked his way up. And Nick Sanchez got his first career win. I'm not a huge fan of Nick Sanchez. He's got talent, but uh, you know I, I'm glad that a guy won that was up there most of the race, and he was up there most of the race for sure. The yeah. Rajai incident kind of sucked at the end. You know he just kind of air got packed on his. Uh, he just got tight and just he ran right. Yeah, lost the nose and ran into uh, Taylor Tanner, one of the Gray brothers, and uh, that's what sparked that big wreck yeah, um, down the back stretch. But you know, I, overall, you know, yes, it wasn't a, a great show on the eyes. Didn't look great, but people shitting on it. I just, I didn't see it that way. I still enjoyed it, even though it was, it was at moments it was like, man, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Why are you doing that? I, I still. And you had a rain shower in between, which they sat for like 30 minutes or something. That gets the drivers even more amped up. You know, oh, God, it got rain. We might not get this race fully done now. You know, it's just a lot of a lot of ingredients went into what you saw on Friday night. And people were just looking at the fact that, oh, they're young. They can't drive. Oh, they wreck ever all the time. But they it's, more, it's more to it than that, at least in, in, in my perspective on what that race was on Friday night. Was it pretty? No. Was it the best show? No. But – 
I still enjoyed it. Like I said, it's one of my favorite races of the year. I don't know why, <laughs> but I love the, the truck race at Daytona. First race of the year. It's always been one of my favorites. So. It used to be for me. I used to love that race um, yeah. when it was, you know, people with talent in these trucks. Um, now, m- 75% of these trucks are pay drivers that are young, that don't know what they're doing, that are not good enough to be there, but they bring a check. So that's why they're there. And you got you got you got and, valid points. And you know, you know, you got guys like Matt Crafton and uh, Johnny Sauter. You know, you've got these guys that are still around and they're still racing. But like, you know, it's hard to it's hard to race with people that won't race you the way that you need to be raced. Um, it's if if Johnny Sauter's leading a race and just gets dumped. It's not really his fault, but he can't do anything about it. Like, he can't not be in front of the guy that's going to dump him. And that's just what the truck series is. And, and, and sure, the Daytona race wasn't the worst race I've ever seen, but it's just – it's every week with the truck series. I mean, they go to fucking Phoenix, and it's a shit show. They go to Daytona, and it's a shit show. They go to fucking Homestead, and it's a shit show. I don't remember the last time I watched a truck race and was like, oh, that's a pretty good race. Probably the last one was the one I was at at Darlington that I can remember. Like, oh, oh that was a pretty decent race. And even then, there's a fucking ton of wrecks in that race, and it was like 100 laps. Like, they wreck all the fucking time. And it's it's inexcusable that you go to Daytona for your first race, and these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't have a problem with them racing at Daytona if they want to. But don't let them race them. Don't make them kick off the season because it just looks bad. I think, I think, and I know you like this race. It, it's one of your favorite races. Sure, the Xfinity Series, the race on Saturday is always big, too. I think the Daytona 500 should be its own weekend. I don't think the Xfinity Series should race, and I don't think the trucks should race. If you want them to race at Daytona, that's fine. They can come in the fucking July or uh, now August, August where, where we're racing. If they want to race that weekend, that's fine. If you want the Xfinity Series there, you want the Truck Series there, we can have a big weekend with all three series. But the Daytona 500 needs to be the only show in town. And it would be a more important race, in my opinion, if it actually kicked off the NASCAR season and you didn't have two races before this weekend. We only had one. But I think those two series don't need to kick their, sh- their, their, uh, their season off at Daytona because it makes the cup race more important in my opinion. If you've never raced Daytona 500 weekend at Daytona and you finally make it to the cup series after years of trying and special and you get there and you're like, fuck, I'm finally here. I've been trying to race at this place for a hundred years and I'm finally here. It's the same reason that the Xfinity series shouldn't race at Indy. The cup series should race at Indy. That's it. Yeah. In my opinion, these big races need to be big races. That's why the truck series, in my opinion, needs to be exclusively or almost exclusively short tracks. Mm -hmm. That way, when you get to the bigger series and you get to the bigger tracks, you've proven yourself at the easier type of the easier type of racing uh, in quotes. um, and, And you get up and work your way up to these bigger tracks. Well, now that's the way it used to be the truck series. If you got guys that are young coming from the truck series that just race on short tracks and they go to the city series cup series and they race on these big tracks, you don't and they have cause the experience. Wrecks. Sure, you don't have the experience, but you're wrecking in the the cu- uh, the truck series. What experience are you getting in the truck series that's going to help you? None. Well, you can learn from in the draft and stuff at the truck series. Sure, they're not wrecking. You can, but 
you can learn to draft for five minutes, and then another caution comes out, and then you race for five more minutes, and the stage ends. I will, I will say it's it's not. I'm not saying it's easy, but and I know this is this might be completely off, not off topic, but off putting. You know, in i racing, I've driven a lot of cars on Daytona and Talladega. I know it's not the same at all. But after a couple minutes, I figure out where I can hit somebody, where I can't hit somebody yeah. at Talladega, Daytona on most cars. And sometimes it seems like these truck guys never figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But, you know, I know that's, that's you know, well, I'm that not saying I could go out there and do it better. Yeah. But, you know, I you go on iRacing, you kind of figure out, all right, I can hit this guy here, right here. Oh, can't hit that guy right there. Um, you figure out pretty quick. It's like some of these truck guys. They're just too aggressive. Yeah. And, and they – They might have – they might shotgun a couple Alani's or something before the race, maybe, all of them, and they, they just they out there just, caffeined up. And that's what I'm saying. If the races were longer or there wasn't stage breaks and they just had to keep racing, mm-hmm. I think it would calm them down. And, yeah. and I think if you're going to do stage breaks in the Cup Series, that's fine because they're long enough races that you can get a fucking full run in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you don't – if you don't make a green flag pit stop in the race, you shouldn't have stage rakes. You should be able – it's part of racing, yep. in my opinion, at the top level. And I think that's a lot of the reason why they race the way they race. Uh, it's because they know they have to go. Yeah. They have to. I agree. Uh, talk about the Xfinity Series real quick, even though you were asleep for more than half of it. I watched the first half. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. First 20 laps. But – um. It was a bit of a wreck fest. Too, yeah, it honestly. was, and I don't remember all the details because I was in the, uh, yeah. intoxicated. But I thought it was a pretty good race. I think for a, lar- a large majority of that race, it was better than the Cup Series race and obviously the Truck, se- truck Series race. It's the best race of the weekend, which normally it is. Exciting cars are the best uh, most weekends. And uh, you had some comers and goes. You said RCR, Austin Hill, uh, Jesse Love – they started one two, and they were clearly the fastest two cars all day. Um, you had Ryan Sieg, who was up there a lot during the day. He was fast in the thirty nine car. You had Parker Parker Kligerman. He was fast a lot throughout the day. Um, the junior mo- junior motorsports cars were kind of slow uh, from their normal pace at the super speedways. You know, Justin Allgaier he got caught up in a wreck. Sam Mayer got took a hard hit early in the race uh, with Daniel Suarez after a checkup or something like that happened on like like lap eighteen or something. But, um, you know, I thought it was a, a good race. You, like you said, you still had some wrecks. and um, But it's just something about them damn RCR cars. Austin Hill, it's, it's three in a row here at Daytona in the first race of the season for that 21 team. So they got something figured out um, underneath the hood. He is. <laughs> he is. They're doing a lot right. Unfortunately, I don't like the guy, but he's a hell of a super super racer. I'll give him credit for that. But. You know, and I I think it was with a couple to go. I was I wasn't yelling, but I was like, why? I forgot who went with Austin Hill and didn't go with who was up there. Was it Sieg that somebody left it somebody was, out to drive was with Austin there. Hill? There you had uh, Sage Karam was up there. Um, anyway, Austin Hill made a move on the leader, which I, was either Ryan Sieg or somebody like that. Maybe maybe Riley Herbst or maybe or maybe Riley Herbst went with Austin. I remember, but. They went with Austin Hill knowing that – and Austin Hill had some damage from that from one of the wrecks, and he was still faster than everybody else. He could just – you could get on the inside, pull off, 
pull, uh, trying to make a pass on somebody, he just clear them. Like, and nobody else I saw could do that all night. That 21 car had some horses under the hood. And I was just, I, I said once Austin Hill gets the lead, they're probably going to wreck because it, it he passed him with like a couple to go. I'm like, they're going to wreck before they get back to the checkered. And they did wrecked on the backstretch on the final lap. But um, it, it just didn't make no sense why you get the best car at Daytona. You go with him, take the lead. Like, it's going, you're going to have to have a full on. Well, it's Four like, or five cars behind you to pass a 21 car. It's like everybody wanted to work with Dale back in the day. and Yeah, to get you up the front. Which I don't think you yeah, really wanted but wanted him to get the lead. <laughs> would you rather follow Austin Hill and finish second or jump behind Ryan Sieg or whoever it was and finish 15th because that line doesn't go? Well, you, you, if you help Ryan Sieg there and clear the 21, then you're in the catbird seat. Sure. If. You you helped Austin but Hill. But you know how difficult it is Austin to You help Austin Hill him? get the lead and you're stuck at Austin Hill. Unless you have three or four teammates behind you, you ain't passing I, a 21 I get, car. I get what you're saying, and I do. But, you know, I think I think you have to go with the line that's going. And it, I'd rather follow somebody to second than follow them to, you know, 15th. And, you know, you know Austin Hill's going to be at the front. So, you, you attach yourself to his rear bumper and where he goes, you go. And you'll try try and make a, a move for him at the end there if, if you have a shot. If not, you finish second. Yippee. Uh, I'm looking good for the points. And uh, that's what I think happened. Uh, I know that uh, Sheldon Creed finished, what, second to him? I think it was Sheldon Creed. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, Sheldon. That might have been who it was but, um, who went with him. But, you know, it's – I think the ending of that race was far more entertaining than the cup race. Um, at least we saw them race it out. And, uh, you know, they didn't make it back to the checkered, but they they didn't wreck coming to the white. So uh, that was better, in my opinion. There were a bunch of kind of weird wrecks. Um, you know, Jeb Burton was in some, some of them late. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen uh, kind of made some mistakes in there and, you know, product of never doing that type of racing before. Um, which it is what it is. I thought he was fast enough. I thought if he could keep his nose clean, he would have had a shot to, you know, have a good finish. But he just kind of made some mistakes and yeah, got so caught it up. Was, um, it was Chandler Smith that went with Austin Hill. Yeah, Chandler Smith. Passing Jordan Anderson. Yeah, I don't like I don't like him. But, um, you know. He but to be fair, uh, Jordan Anderson did get way out there. Yeah, he they did. had a big run on him. He did. Um, and, you know, that was – I think it was the 21 that pushed him out there, was it not? Hmm? Was it the 21 that pushed Jordan Anderson out there? Yeah. Yeah, so he probably pushed him out there, dragged the brake a little bit. and uh, Let Toyota's yeah. come back to him. Yeah, so um, it was a it was a good finish to the race. I, I think I, – I still think the cup race – Best race of the weekend, I think, I, for me. I think the cup race was better uh, in the middle uh, part of it. Yeah, because yeah, you were asleep <laughs> for the Infinity race. That's fair. From I what thought I, it was great racing. From what I saw, the cup race was better. They did train – in the Xfinity race. So, that did take a little bit and off. And Haley Deegan wrecked on lap five. So That was with the Sammy, uh, yeah. Sam Mayer wreck and Daniel Suarez wreck. Big surprise. <laughs> you like Wendy's? No. Mm. Damn shame. Neither does Daniel Suarez, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> he wrecked that Wendy's car quick. But, um, yeah, hour in, we ain't even got to uh, RTT yet. So, uh, hit that button for RTT. There it is. We're into the topic. RTT.
ripping the top. Thanks. You got a pole. No, I don't. Ripping the topics. Ripping the topics today, William Byron of the Epic Golden Horseshoe. Up yes, in fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Um, I don't like him. Uh, he he has turned into um, the, the heel, the the least likable driver in NASCAR to me. I just just because he wins. I hate a motherfucker that just pops up out of nowhere to win races. I hate that shit, especially when it's at the expense of my guys. And uh, it's just he's it's frustrating. Good. It's the third time this shit has happened in the past six months. Fuck this dude. Um, he doesn't deserve to be winning these races. I hate the fact that he's winning them. It sucks. He should be a top five driver, but he's out here turning top fives and wins. And it's pissing me the fuck off. And uh, I don't like him anymore. Go build some fucking Legos. <laughs> I hate your ass from here on out. I will boo louder for him this weekend than I will anybody else. Fuck William Byron. And I feel like you'll be the only one to yeah, fuck him. No, he got some booze at the end of the race. That's he right, wrecked, but yeah. He wrecked the whole fucking he field. Part, he was part of it. He w- did not wreck the whole fucking field. Get it's over his fault. yourself. 100% his Get fault. Get over yourself. Uh, I think William Byron, yeah, he's got the golden horseshoe up his ass right now. And, uh, Better to be lucky than good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I take, uh, I feel like being good will take you longer in the sport, but being lucky is a uh, very, a very, important aspect of um, anything you do in this world so uh, yeah he's got it right now uh, he's had had a great season last year made the championship four uh, like a few of those wins probably he didn't deserve to win the races but he found 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 himself winning the races I mean again yesterday winning the 500 didn't have the best car um, kind of did a great a, a good enough job for for him not to wreck the 24 car and spin the 24 car out after, like, I'm talking about himself, after he hits the six, he could have easily just went and just spun out into the infield. I wish he would have flipped it so, into the goddamn grand. <laughs> Jeez. So he's got the golden horseshoe right now. We'll see who he gets past to next. Uh, uh, Kyle Larson had it a couple years ago. Uh, Truex had it a few years ago. Denny's had it. Um, Kyle Busch has had it. Uh, it just kind of gets passed on from here and there. He's got the luck on his side right now, but eventually it will turn, turn on everybody. But right now, yes, he does have uh, gold. Chase team. Elliott had it for a long time. He ain't never had it. He had it the year he won that championship. Okay, he was beating everybody's ass. Uh, Fox, 500 coverage. Um, production, uh, obviously the announcers, the pit road announcers. What do you think about it? I thought it was dog shit, as usual. <laughs> um, Fox sucks these days. Mike Joy fucks up pretty much everything he says for some reason. Um always saying some wild shit. Then you had Kevin Harvin talking about somebody that won a stage or uh, won a fucking... Denny Hamlin. Yeah, he won a clash. Won a duel race. Won his duel race. Yeah, won his duel race. He didn't <laughs> he win his it, duel. He said it twice. Yeah. Um, Maybe three times. Yeah, he didn't win his duel. And nobody corrected nobody him. Nobody said shit. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, he technically did win a duel race. His car did, but not himself. Sure. Uh, talking about Tyler Reddick. Yeah, so it's just bad, bad commentary. Then and Clint... Clint Boyer just saying wild shit, as <laughs> always, which is fine if you have the rest of the group being good, but the rest of the group was just okay, so you can't have dumb shit happening when everybody else is just okay. Uh, then you had some weird commercials, like 
that that fucking windy side by side thing was no, fucking yeah, weird like as fuck. Two for minutes, four hours of the race, it felt like. Um, yeah, and then just pit road reports were strange. It just it didn't feel like an important race to me. Uh, it, I mean, I knew it was, and it was, but the broadcast didn't make it feel that way. Um, which I know is hard to do when you don't have all the pomp and circumstance that you would have on the Sunday and, you know, all the lead up and everything. And, um, we fucking got the command to fire engines. They sat on pit road for 10 minutes. Sat on pit road. <laughs> you know, after the fucking flyover and all that, they sat on pit road for three hours. That's what it was. Yeah. They did national anthem. And then the, we didn't have yeah. the damn command to fire command for, for 10 minutes, 10 yeah. minutes. The, the, uh, com- the show came on air at four o'clock. They went green at like four forty, yeah. and that is just why, mm-hmm. why they should have already had the fucking cars on track ready to go. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I do care about the national anthem and getting them started, but like, come on, we could have shown you know bits and pieces of it like as they were fucking going around, and then you had that dude from the fucking TV show announcing guys, and he doesn't give a fuck about NASCAR. He's nope. just getting paid to be there, uh, and then they go through the fucking three rows and then they try to talk to somebody on the radio and they've got a stupid ass remark for that then they talk to another guy three fucking positions back they don't go through the fucking field and give you the starting lineups anymore which is wrong in my opinion um this fox is god awful i I dislike them i cannot wait until they did the crank it up on pit road Road, which is dumb i mean i I get it old days try something new cool all right eric Uh, no it would (laughs) i said that last night before i saw eric's video okay I i said I said, hey, that would be a good idea if you had the old lug nut system. Ying, 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 Instead of, it's like, what the fuck? Why are we going to crank it up? You can't do that. So, yeah, that was, that was strange. Yep. So, you didn't like it? No. Can't yeah. wait for August. Yeah, I, uh, August? July. Uh, July? June. Yeah, I think it's June. Whenever the fucking Sonoma race is. Can't wait. Sonoma? Isn't Sonoma the last no. race of Fox? Yeah, Sonoma is, but it's still covered by Fox. Okay, so whenever Nashville is. I think it's Nashville. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I didn't think it was that good. Um, speaking of, it's not the 500 covers, but remember <laughs> that woman Friday night on the pit road? <laughs> and here's a, a time of Jeske coming in for a pit stop. <laughs> Because she was talking about, I think, Ben Rhodes or somebody, yeah. and they were showing Tom Majeski, or it could have been vice versa. <laughs> she's talking and talking, that she, yeah. I guess she looks up on the screen, it's like, oh shit, that's not who I'm talking yeah, about. Ben Rhodes, I mean, uh, uh, Tom <laughs> like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> that was bad. It was funny, but it was bad. Yeah, Fox just continues. I thought Harvick, it's he, he had some good moments, but man, he also. It seems like he's trying to talk. Um, he's trying to say too much in in the um, in too little time that he's getting to talk about. Like he's trying to fit too much information into his sentences, and he trips over his dick. Um, kind of says the wrong word here and there, and then he has to. Well, yeah, I'll get it out eventually. You know, hey, that got you know. Yeah, that's funny at first, but if you keep on doing, that's gonna get a damn annoying. And, uh, you know, I'm the last person to talk about making mistakes Facts. On, <laughs> on what you're saying and what you're trying to say because I fuck it up all the time. But, you know, I'm not getting paid. Um, I'm not getting paid to talk about it unlike he is. So, 
Yeah, um, Harvick was okay. Clint was – he had some decent moments here and there, but just Clint just – it seems like he's – He's the casual NASCAR redneck that he just says shit to try to sound smart. He needs to be a fucking pit road reporter. He, well, I'm not clear. I think he needs to be. He needs to do the grid walk, replace Michael Waltrip. They need to put my. I'd like Michael in a booth. <sighs> he's. I, I will say Michael has gotten better as he's gotten older, which is a rare thing for commentators. Um, he's actually. I better. want Jamie McMurray. I won't. I won't. And I, I also I also want him to commentate. Balls. <laughs> oh, Jamie, baby, come st- balls. <laughs> One, two, three. Yeah, it, my ball. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it wasn't great, and you know, Josh Sims, he Ooh. hit or miss. Regan Smith, I thought he was the worst one He's this weekend. He's he was tripping over his his words all. All the t- about every damn time I heard from him, yeah, he was just struggling. And he's a former driver. I know he works hard at trying to get better, but he's just—I just don't think that's the type of stuff he needs to do. Um, being a pit reporter, get somebody that—I mean, I remember back fine in the day, he remember, and all that. Yeah, he's fine there, but pit road reporting is just not his strength. Yeah, he'll give you—they're uh, getting four tires and uh, make an adjustment because he said he was tight. Well, what adjustment is that there, Regan? Yeah, make an adjustment because he was tight. Okay, he made it looser. What do they do? You know, it's just Regan. I just don't think that's where he shines the best. But um, Jamie Little was okay. Um, she's awful in the ARCA booth, but that's here, neither here nor there. But <laughs> it's just a mess over there at Fox. Oh, and there's oh, uh, the race is over. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. but it, but it was it was it was it was rough. Fox has kind of got. They need to. They need an overhaul in their talent department and production. Now the production itself wasn't terrible. Weird ass camera angles. Weird, quite a bit. Some some weird camera angles, but they weren't. They were way better than the Clash. Yes. So um, we're getting better there. But um, yeah, it was. It wasn't great. I you remember back in the day when that Dick Bergwin. Dick Bergwin. <laughs> Dick Bergwin. Who? Dick Bergwin. <laughs> yes, I know Dick. <laughs> you know, Dick, awesome. Matt, um, Yoakum, yeah. Then you also had um, Doctor uh, Jerry Punch. <laughs> was he on the Fox? Yeah, he's team? on ESPN. Okay. Anyways, you had all these guys back in the day that were qualified. They went to school for this shit. Now, Josh Sims, yeah, and Jamie Little, yeah. But Oregon Smith, he did not go to school to 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 be a pit road reporter. You know, he's he's not. That's not what he's. I miss Nicole Best Briscoe. That. That's who I miss. Yeah, Nicole Briscoe. She she did the SRX stuff for for uh, yeah. for Tony and them past couple of years on CBS, but and ESPN. But yeah, it's just they just need to overhaul at Fox, and um, you know I think when Mike they need Joy to put retired, fucking Jamie fucking McMurray in the booth. How many times are you gonna say that? Three or four. All right, we still got two more. Um, hey, they need to put Jamie baby in the booth. <laughs> Chevy sweep the weekend. Are you surprised by that? Yes and no. Um, as far as the Xfinity, I mean, there's fucking no Fords in the Xfinity field, and there's very few in the fucking truck field. So, yeah, a Chevrolet is probably going to win the majority of those races. Um, it is uh, it is what it is. But And then I think I talked about it last week as far as the Cup Series goes. I thought that the Chevrolets would be good um, this weekend because of their – notes and everything with with drafting and, and they knew how their cars were going to handle. I think 
I think the Fords will eventually get back in front here um, once they kind of learn this car. But I think, you know, some the of Toyotas them, were kind of a no-show other than Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Um, I Bubba think Wallace was really never up good. there. Um, I think that... Uh, I think that the Chevrolets just had the notebook, which is why they were kind of the, the best the best car this weekend. Um, but I think the Fords will get there. I, they had some. They had the faster cars. I think the Joey Logano was the fastest car there this week, um, which is you know he put it on the pole and mm. was pretty much the best car during the race who in my picked, opinion. Who picked Joey? Was, yeah, you. But who won? Um, <laughs> and then William Byron won. You know, Michael McDowell was fast. Until, you know, his motor decided really, to not really, work. Yeah, we really didn't get to see what Michael uh, had. So, you know, I think the Fords, if you get Todd it right. Todd Gillen was up there a lot. Yeah, I think if you get the setup right, I think the Ford can be the dominant car at these speedways. But um, I think that, you know, just by and large, the Chevrolets had a bigger notebook, so they were more consistent throughout the field. I think the Roush cars kind of missed on the setup I, this week, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, the Roush cars were kind of off. SHR was really nowhere to be found. Um. Like front row, they had some I, weird, Todd Gillen. Weird strategies I, yeah, Todd Gillen was fast for front row. You know, Mike McDowell didn't see, didn't get to see what he had, but he was on the front row to start the race, so we probably would have assumed he was going to be pretty quick. You know, Joey was fast, Blaney was pretty fast, Austin was even Austin was pretty fast too. But um, I think overall the Chevys just were better um, overall than everybody. Toyotas, like I said, were a no show other than Denny Hamlin, and um, oh, that's about it. Maybe Eric Jones here and there. Truex was up there a little bit. But uh, Christian Bell's nowhere to be found. He finished third in the race, which we didn't even get the race results. We, we, we look at us, we're fucked up. Sure. But um, and Bo Wallace got a top five at the end, but he was nowhere to be found all day, really. He, he had his moments a few times, but Chevy's. I think Kyle, I think personally, it was between Joe Logano and Kyle Busch who had the fastest cars. Yeah, Kyle, that eight car was stupid fast. Like he was the, he looked like he had the fastest car. Him and Joey both came from the back to the front multiple times. Kyle came from the back to the front more times than Joey did. And he got up there quick. And um, I think he was a very fast car. I think Chase's car was very fast. I think Kyle Larson's car was very fast. Ross's car was very fast. Even Danny Torres, he, his car was pretty fast, too. So I just think overall the Chevy just had a had uh, more cars that were more equipped and, and better handling and had a little more speed overall than, than the Fords and the Toyotas. Like I said, the, the Roush camp and the SHR camp really hurt the Fords. Because uh, it seemed like they were sh- they were a little bit behind on speed compared compared to Penske and even Hendrick and and RCR. So, and then the and Austin Hill and RCR in the Xfinity series. I mean, you, if you what, pick anybody else to win that race, you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, he's won it three years in a row, <laughs> even with damage to his to his car. I mean, those cars are super fast. Not surprised there. And then the Truck Series on Friday night. That's kind of a crapshoot. Um, Nick Sanchez just there at the. Had to be there at the right time. Well, was up there, but he, you know, he got in a wreck early, but was able to maintain. And you know, you got you have a lot more Fords in the Truck Series than you think. Um, just a lot of them got taken out, and you know, a lot of young guys went in Toyotas um, that just didn't know quite how, didn't know how to handle the moment the right way, like Tanner Gray. And though Tanner, it wasn't his fault, or Taylor, whoever flipped over, got turned by Raj Akaruth, another young guy driving a Chevy. Their truck series just cap is kind of just off luck, and I think the other two series just kind of the Chevys are overall the best manufacturer in those other two series. Yeah. All right. So uh, biggest disappointment. We'll, we'll start this. Biggest surprise from Speed Weeks. 
This could be in a truck, Xfinity Cup, but we'd want to kind of stay in the, the Cup Series. That's yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd say the biggest surprise so that's good. would be um, – shit, I don't know. Nothing really surprised me. I think I think the Fords – Lack of ability to get their strategy correct was surprising. Well, that's disappointment. Uh, well, it's not a disappointment. That's not really a disappointment because th- w- their strategy wasn't really wrong. It was just weird. Yeah. Um, like Chris Busher pitted by himself at one point. Mm-hmm. Now it worked. He got in in the group he wanted to be in. Yeah. Um, and he was he was there, but that was strange. It's I would say just too. I would say just the strategy altogether was was surprising. Um, like we said earlier. Um, the, the pitch strategy between the manufacturers was kind of mixed and jumbled. Um, it was very weird, uh, the pitch strategy. I mean, we had like half the field pit at one time, mm-hmm. uh, which usually doesn't happen. Um, and and it was just it was just a strange uh, strategical weekend, um, especially in the, the, the Cup Series. Like I said, Chris Pitt by himself. We had like a group of three pit at one time, and then we had like half the field pit the next time by. Uh, and it, it was just it was just weird. So I'd say that the the strategy altogether was 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 the most surprising thing. Uh, the most surprising thing to me is I kind of hark back to it a minute ago. Todd Gillen, man, he I know Fords have you know historically been very fast at these super speedways the past several years, but um, Todd Gillen was up there all night. Uh, he had a very fast car, and uh, he impressed me. You know, he led that inside line a lot. I think he led the outside line a lot. And uh, he had speed. You know, it makes me really wonder what that 34 car, Michael McDowell's teammate had. If them two would have been able to be together most of the night, could they have made some noise and challenged for the win late until that wreck, big wreck happens, according to maybe they're ahead of all of them when they, all this happens. So Todd Gillen was my biggest surprise this weekend. He had a very fast car. Uh, did have a great dual race, but – um he impressed in the race on, on Monday. Uh, he was up there all day and uh, really turned some heads. He turned my head for sure. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> but he, he, he surprised me and uh, he impressed me. So a big surprise from the weekend was uh, Todd Gillen and how good that 38 car ran. Sure. Biggest I disappointment. I don't know where he finished, but. 35th, probably. Um, probably. All right. So what was your biggest disappointment? Oh, I'm going first on this. Yeah, I went first on the last. My one. biggest disappointment was the 17 car. Um, Chris Buescher, he, um, I almost picked him to win the race. He did. Lead, he led some laps. When? Do you not remember him fucking just shooting around the top? No. You don't remember that? No. He was flying up through there. It was right when it got dark. I think at the beginning of stage okay, three. Okay. Well, I do not remember that. Yeah, he had a. Um, he was leading that top line, and they zoomed around the top, and then he dropped to the bottom, remember? And then he went back up to the top and sure, fell back? Sure, sure. We talked about this. Maybe. So like, how did Chris get – why did he go to the – Anyways, he wasn't up there consistently no, all he night. wasn't. He was up there a couple times here and there. You just used the strategy to, to stay to stay up front for a minute with the 22, the 6, and all them. And uh, he was just kind of uh, – I mean, he won the last time we were at this track in the in August last year, and he was a very fast car, him and Brad both. and. They kind of just missed it this weekend. I don't know what it was. Like I said, maybe it's a, the four dark horse, and they kind of uh, underestimated um, the difference on how this new Ford will drive at Daytona, at Talladega, at Atlanta maybe this weekend than they were expecting. And uh, it kind of hurt them. But, you know, Chris was really never – was never – I never saw that 17 and said, hey, 
he's got a good chance to win this race. Nope. And I, I never – I thought I would say that at least one point during the race. I never did, and uh, it disappointed me. And uh, he obviously got in that wreck with Brad and, and uh, Joey and all them. And uh, he got some damage from it. Uh, he still went out there and raced, but he was he was not – yeah, he was slow. He was not competitive anymore. So biggest disappointment is a 17 car. I agree, um, but I would say other than him – I would say the biggest disappointment would just be the way the race ended. Um, the last 10 laps sucked. I hated it. Of course, when your guy gets caught up in a wreck, especially the guy that's got a chance, you know, he's making a pass for what will be the lead, and, you know, gets right hooked into the fence or into another car, really. But um, doing nothing wrong, just, just wrong place, wrong time type of deal. And then you go and restart the race and another wreck happens and you don't get to see a finish so it's just disappointing when that happens and um yeah there's really not else much else to say about it that hadn't already been said just disappointing the way the race ended all right hit that button attaboy Attaboy. Who's your attaboy there, Riley? Attaboy this weekend's going to go to Kyle Busch. I disagree. Uh, yeah. oh. it's, uh, <laughs> it's Kyle Busch um, for multiple reasons. Um, getting thrown to the back a billion times and driving your way back up there is, is impressive. So attaboy for that. But most importantly, uh, when, you're, when your team leaves a lug nut off, the only lug nut that you have – and it's not there, and, and you don't tear the car up, and your tire is just flopping around on your hub, but nothing holding it on, and you drive two and a half miles fast enough to get back and get that tire changed without going a lap down, but slow enough to not damage the car, have that tire come off, and get penalized, and have your crew chief suspended, and all that BS. I, that's just that's just that's awesome. Uh, kind of lucky too. Though. It's lucky, sure it is, but um, he uh, he did what he had to do, and he did it well, and he didn't complain, and. You know, didn't throw a temper tantrum on the radio, from what I understand, and kind of just said, it is what it is, we'll fix it, and we'll get back out there, and we'll have a chance. And, you know, he, he restarted last, and in five laps, he was leading the race after that happened. So, um, a lot of that's just because he knew he had a good car. There wasn't really any reason to be upset, because he'll be right back up there. But, um, you know, that, that situation could have ruined his day. And uh, I think the old Kyle Busch, it does ruin his day. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think that's why he gets the attaboy this week. My attaboy. Attaboy this week. Uh, there's a lot of a good one, some good ones to pick from. But uh, I'm gonna give my attaboy to Ross Chastain. Um, he, I know he, you know, he got wrecked on the last lap going for it. But I'm, I'm giving it to him because he went for it, man. And I, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast before. You can't hesitate when it comes to to your moves at plate tracks. Sometimes it it works out for you. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but you can't be hesitant in your moves. And Chase Elliott was one of the ones that kind of hesitated towards the end, and he got fucked for it. So, um, But Ross is one of those guys, he makes a move, he's going to make it. And uh, he was decisive on all his blocks. He didn't make nothing egregious all day, I didn't think. Um, and he drove a smart race. He's kind of got taken out by somebody else's mistakes. And uh, But he had a fast car. Uh, it was good seeing, um, good seeing that one car in the Bush Light machine. Up there, uh, he's gonna be the champion this year, and uh, you know, yeah. shave your head. 
And uh, <laughs> if he is, but Ross did a great job, drove a hell of a race. Didn't get the result he won at the end, but, man, he he impressed me. Didn't make nothing. Because you remember Talladega last year in the playoffs, he made, a, he made a bad mistake early in the race, tried to go three wide between somebody because they had a problem, and he tries to fit in that hole. Caused a wreck there. Yeah, and knocked he wrecked himself, himself and knocked, yeah, knocked himself out of the playoffs. So, uh, this is the first plate race since that happened. And he drove a very aggressive but smart race. And uh, he had a chance at the end, just didn't quite work out for him. But my boy goes to Ross Chastain. You can't do that! dun dun segment of You Can't Do That. You can't do that. Who can't do that this week? Ty Dillon, Cody Wareham, Daniel Suarez, Carson Josevar, Denny Hamlin, Noah Gregson, Jesse Luigi, Trent Davis. You can't do that. You can't do that. Who can't do it this week? Bubba. Bubba Gump. Uh. <laughs> Ford. Ford? I'm okay, Ford. Isn't that where he gets shot in the, in the forest? I don't know. In, uh, I'm working. My, you can't do that from this weekend. Oh, man. Where do I go? Where do I go in this, in this, in this segment? There's a lot of places I could go. But I'm going to give it... Mm. It's tough, man. There's so many. I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure I don't pick somebody the wrong, the wrong somebody here. Because I've defended a lot of these. Would you shut the hell up? I'm giving. I'm giving my. You can't do that. To Daniel Suarez in the Xfinity Series last night. I know the wreck wasn't all his fault. But um, you're a Cup Series driver. I think you need to. You, you checked up, and you got a pretty hard push from behind. It's probably not the best one, but I'm not gonna lie, you think so. Yeah. Um, handle the push a little bit better. I know you've been. I know you've been driving all day and all that stuff. But um, I feel like you could have avoided that wreck. Maybe I could be talking on my ass here. I, I have to see that wreck again. But uh, he's the one that uh, he was the first car that I saw was wrecking in that first lap. Or, Hey, there's a light there. Um, first incident of the Xfinity race last night. Called Sam Mayer and Haley Deegan and all of them to wreck. So, um, pretty early in the race to do that. And uh, just handle, <laughs> just handle, hang on to the car next time, Daniel. Yeah. But uh, I have to see the replay again. But, you know, I, it looked like a wreck that normally a cup guy can hang on to and not, not get turned there. But I could be wrong. He... He might have hit harder than I thought, but it it didn't look good for the for that fourteen car last night for for Daniel Suarez. Yeah, um, go ahead and cue up the Jeopardy music for me because I've got no idea who to pick either. Um, <laughs> it's uh, there wasn't a lot of people that really fucked up this weekend. There was just a lot of people that were like, oh, "That's kind of dumb." Yeah, like um, Raja. Yeah, Raja. That's a good pick. You know he. 
you know, lost the nose there. You know, mm-hmm. it looked really bad. I don't think he did it on purpose, though. Kevin um, Harvick continued to say Denny Hamlin. Yeah, he give goals. it to him. <laughs> I think. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. It's uh, tough. It is. I think. I think Haley Deegan. I think Haley Deegan's one to give it to here. And and the reason is she's running like a fucking quarter mile behind a damn draft. Well, she got hit from behind. That's fair, but like, what happens when cars I get think. spun on the apron at Daytona? They fucking slide back up the track. Yeah. Especially when they, you know, they're correcting, you know, got wheel in it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna come back up the track. I think she did a, just a terrible job of wreck avoidance there. Um, I think she got should have got out of it quicker or just stayed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of like you said. Maybe there was nothing she could do. I just fucking slobbered all over myself. Um, maybe there was nothing she could do, but it looked like from my perspective that she was far enough back that she could have literally just locked it down and missed the wreck uh, or, you know, just drove to the apron. And What I've always heard and what I've always been told is wreck avoidance, if you aim where they're at, they will be gone by the time you get there. And, you know, that doesn't always work, but, you know, she drove it where they weren't, and they met her, you know, at the top of the fence there, so. Uh, it feels like wreck avoidance was n- kind of lacking there, and that's kind of normal. That's kind of the the thing we've seen with her. She d- gets collected in wrecks quite a bit because she doesn't know how to avoid them. Uh, so she did it again, raced like 15 laps in her first fucking race So uh, in the Xfinity Series. Well, full-time in the Xfinity Series. So it's Daytona. Shit happens. Going to Atlanta this week be another place she'll probably get caught up in a wreck. Uh, and then we'll go to, what, Vegas, and we'll see. Uh, if she's actually got a shot, uh, but yeah, it's disappointing because I want her to do well because it'll it'll be good for the sport. Oh yeah, and sorry, Mob. I probably forgot about this one. This is not aimed. What well, is aimed towards certain people? But all the drivers that say this isn't real racing, I hate this type of racing. Blah blah blah. All the drivers You're I've right. heard. I've heard Joey Logano. I've heard Christopher Bell. I've heard multiple drivers say it this weekend. My problem when when they say that is, you know, it's part of the fucking sport. I'm sick of, of hearing drivers complain about all this bullshit. You know, oh, Talladega Daytona, it's just luck of the draw. Well, well, motherfucker, I want people to get out of their fucking cars when they win these races and be like, eh, I got lucky today. I'm not happy about it. You can't, uh, it drives me fucking crazy because they get so excited when they win one of these races. But when they get caught up in a wreck, which is part of fucking super speedway racing, they just, oh, I fucking hate this shit. But when they're fucking winning, oh, it's the Daytona 500. I love this shit. Yeah, I can't believe I just won it. Like, you can't you can't have it both ways, and I hate the drivers that do this shit. You know, Jason, this is why reason why I like Chase Elliott a lot. He never shits on the racing hardly ever, no matter what track it is. He always is the same person when it comes to these type of races and he's like eh, got caught a wreck shit happens and they went yeah hey yeah we won the damn Talladega race i'm i'm excited you know it drives me crazy when these guys get out of their cars get shut the fuck up when the guys get out of these cars when they win these type of races are so happy but when they are involved in a wreck whether it's their fault or not most time it's not their fault because they're pissed off at somebody else Oh, it's just part product of this racing, you know, get caught up in somebody else's mess, you know. Right, it's just about, they can be right, but don't get out of the car and celebrate when you do good at the uh, same exact fucking track. I disagree. Track. I disagree with that. And I'll You can't s- do that to all the motherfuckers that do that. I you disagree. know who you are. And the reason I disagree is because I don't give a fuck if you disagree or not disagree. Because 
you're going to be pissed off when you get wrecked. So you're going to say some shit that happened. You're going to be like, this is fucking dumb. I don't understand why we're doing this. They don't, they don't get the car and Somebody's going to get hurt. However, if you survive and you go win the race, you're going to be doubly excited because you're like not expecting to do well because you know that it's a fucking crap shit. You're saying you don't expect to do well. None of these drivers expect to do well. Uh, the ones that don't like the racing don't expect to do well. Well, then you've done lost a battle already. Sure. You Maybe. can't have that mindset. Maybe. But... There's I don't a, think. I, 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 I don't necessarily disagree with that aspect of it. However, when nobody got mad at Tony Stewart when he got out of the car and said, I think we should fucking split them up at halfway and send half of them around backwards. Nobody got upset at him. Well, that was funny. Yeah, but <laughs> that's... If you're going to shit on it, you got to be funny. But what he's saying is this racing is fucking stupid. We might as it's well It's part do of that. the sport. Sure, it's part of the sport. But there's a lot of shit that's part of the sport that we complain about that we don't like. But it's part of the sport. Yeah, but we're fans. We people are not. So you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear drivers' perspectives on things. No, I do. That's why nobody likes fucking Chase. Well, I, people Chase do Briscoe. like Chase Elliott. People don't like <laughs> William Byron and Alex Bowman because who well, the fuck are they? You can you can say what you want to say, but I, I want these guys when they win these races to not be excited. Because that, that you that's can't not, have your cake and eat it too. That's just not going to happen. Well, then that's fucking being hypocritical. Then, and I'm sick of that shit. It's not being hypocritical. Yes, it is. Oh, I fucking hate this shit. You we just won it, yeah. You don't have to enjoy the racing to celebrate your winning it. And I'm not saying you got to enjoy every aspect of the sport because nobody does. Like Bo Wallace hates road course racing. I guarantee you got that car. He would celebrate the road course win more. Sure, than he, he would, but it's not Su- his favorite thing to do, win. and I would not expect him not to celebrate if he won the race. But if you go out there and say it's fucking, I hate. Road course racing. I hate road course racing. If Chris Buescher wins a fucking road course race, I'm going to fucking celebrate. Yes, but you're not him. And Chris Buescher doesn't do that. And I, I appreciate Chris Buescher for not being one of those type Because of he's good at super speedway oh, racing. Jesus. So is Joe Logano, and he says it all the time. Which means, which is even more of a reason for you to look at it and be like, huh, maybe I should look at this guy. Why, if, listen, if they don't like it, why should we care? Why should we care to watch them if they don't if they don't care that they want to do good today? Um, at the track, a lot of oh, it's bullshit. It's random um, draw. I don't give a, a shit. A lot of happens. NBA players don't like the hand check rule on defense. Do you still watch it? Not really. Okay, but a lot of people do. Yeah, NBA is gone. Baseball. A lot of baseball players hate the new pitch clock. People still watch it. They don't like it. They yeah, still but they're play. not the ones. Do you watching expect them it. to just quit because they don't like an aspect of it? I'm not saying quit. I just want that. I want the same energy. To when they win these type of races, <laughs> it's to have still, the same type of of kind of ah, I hate this shit because they get out in a wreck at fucking Las Vegas in two weeks. Nobody's going. I fucking hate this style of racing. Fucking, you know, you got to pass somebody. You know, with you know, you got to oh. cut cut somebody and pass them. It's bullshit. But you don't have that there. Yeah, duh. But that's what do you, you mean, duh? You can't really complain who watches, about it. Who watches more racing? Who watches? Who watches what? What track gets more viewers? The Daytona 500? Well, okay, in general. Daytona or Talladega or fucking New Hampshire? Daytona and Talladega. What? Because of the wrecks. That's why people watch it. Okay, when you know you have a whole bunch of viewers, why don't you be a little more positive? You know, you got all these viewers. It's the most watched race f- in the world. I don't or in care the if the drivers enjoy it or not. Well, you're saying to the casual fans, oh, he don't like this type of race, so why should I watch? That's, you see what I'm saying? You no. See, that's like You're saying, looking at this like a woman. No, I'm not. They don't have to enjoy it. 
They're out there doing it. Okay, if you don't want to enjoy it, that's fine. But don't come on camera and say this type of racing so sucks. You, so you want them to lie to you? Not lie, but sugarcoat it when it's the most important race of the year. You don't want to come out. I, I don't like this type of racing. Yes, you mostly. Do. Yes, you do. We all fans, mostly all the all of us fans. Like this I would much rather watch the 2001 Daytona 500 than the 2021 Daytona 500. That type of racing was better. Okay, that's fair. That's probably one of the greatest super speedway type of races. That's my ever. point. Not that's, because and that's what I'm Joey Logano and, and that's what okay. Joe, Joey Logano is saying in his. Oh, I don't like this type of racing. He's not saying he doesn't like only- the track. He doesn't understand. He's not saying that the prestige of this track's bullshit or the prestige of this race is bullshit. He's just saying that the box that NASCAR has put them in is fucking dumb. And it is because you can't do anything about it. And somebody's going to wreck you from three rows back and you've got no shot. But it's not like we do this every week. We only do what well, we used to only do it four times a year. Now we do do it six dirt, times. Dirt here. racing for three years was part of the sport. Do you expect people to just be like, oh, it is what it is. We're here. Or do you expect them to be like, oh, I love this. This is great. Or do you expect them to get out and be honest with you? Well, most of the drivers aren't honest with you anyway. So No, but the ones that are, you so can't. So why are you saying you can't be honest? Because most of them are not honest you anyway. Can't have your, but the ones that are, you're condemning. I'm not you're condemn- condemning Joey Logano for telling you his honest opinion, and then the next week you're going to condemn William Byron for not giving it to you. <laughs> no, I'm Yes, not. you've done it on this podcast. You've been like, oh, I wish these motherfuckers would be more honest. I don't yes. like that NASCAR penalizes these guys for not being honest. No, we I, need we need yes, drivers to I, have I personalities, to and then honest, you turn around and don't like the drivers that t- are honest and don't like the drivers that have personality. You don't like Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin is honest and tells you what he thinks, and he has a personality. You don't like Joey Logano. Joey Logano is honest and has a personality. Mm. You don't like Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski, for the most part, is honest and has a personality. I like Brad Keselowski because of Texas. You don't like the drivers that do what everybody wants them to do, and that's why NASCAR fans are hypocritical, in my opinion, and it pisses me off that people don't like Denny Hamlin. And don't like Joey Logano. So we don't have freedom to pick who we want to like. You you can like whoever you want to like, but you can't sit here and say you can't sit here and say I want my drivers to be honest and have personality. And then when when a driver is honest and has personality, you sit there and tell them that they're fucking saying the wrong shit and they need to sugarcoat what they're saying. That doesn't make any sense. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You're gonna have one or the other. You either have drivers like William Byron that don't say shit and nobody gives a fuck about. Or you're going to have drivers like Joey Logano that tell you the way it is, and you're going to hate him for it. I, if they, I just hate that he, all these drivers are doing it at the biggest race of the year. If you want to do it at Talladega, I still wouldn't be that okay with it. But just but he doesn't have to like it. Joey Logano telling me he doesn't like this type of racing isn't going to make me. T- oh, this guy doesn't like it. Click. Nobody's going to do that. Are you? I don't Nobody's know. going to do that. It goes back to the NBA All-Star game this weekend. A lot of people are like, ah. I think Anthony Edwards said, yeah, we just really don't want to compete. People are like, well, okay, if you don't want to compete, I don't. Well, we're not going to watch. I guarantee you. sentiment. I, I guarantee you they still got rating. And I guarantee you that they're still going to watch. And I guarantee you that they're still going to watch the next game, the next regular season game. It's different. All-Star game's a little different because it doesn't count. It doesn't I know, matter. I know. The Daytona 500 matters. It doesn't matter if they fucking – 
put them on bicycles. If you say, people are going to fucking watch if, it because it's a Daytona okay, 500. Okay. If you say the Daytona 500 is the biggest race of your sport, then you got guys saying they hate this type of race. And is it really the biggest race in the yes. sport? Yes. Yes, because they hate it because it's difficult and it's. It all should be difficult. Sure, sure. They hate it because it's. It's a crapshoot. That's why they hate it. They don't hate it because. It's the Daytona 500. It'd be different if somebody came out like Kyle Larson did a couple years ago. So it's not, I'd rather win the Chili Bowl. I understand why a NASCAR fan would get upset at that. You'd rather win the Chili Bowl than the Daytona 500? That doesn't make a lot of sense. You're a fucking NASCAR Cup Series driver. That should be your main goal other than winning the championship. So I understand when people got mad at him for saying that. That probably was more damaging than, than Joey Logano saying, I do not like this type of racing. But guess what? He doesn't like it, but he has a job to do, so he gets out and goes and does it anyway, and he does it very well. It's even more impressive that he does it well because he doesn't like it. Imagine if he did like it, how good he would be. Yeah. He goes out there I, and wins I, all these fucking I, I super get, speed I get, I get both. I get both sides of this. I just think, to me, it looks bad on NASCAR when their drivers and it should look bad. say, I hate this type of racing. It's like... I don't know. It's just when they when they come out and say I hate this or I don't like this, I don't respect this type of race and all this shit. It just makes the it makes me think. Well, if you don't like it, then why the fuck should I care? Or not that's the wrong way to think about it. I and think. I just I don't like. I want you to be honest, but at the same time, I don't want you to shit on the sport. And that's kind of what I think he's doing. And all these guys, like Christopher Bell said, you know, when he said at the dual race after he won his dual race, so you know, me and Adam Stevens say. You know, all these races are 100% luck. And it's like. They're not. Really? Like, bro, that that makes you look sure so does. bad. Sure it does. And I just hate. I just don't like the, 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 the two sides. You know, I hate this type of racing. But, hey, I'm going to still celebrate like it's the you, best thing ever. You know, I, I just I don't. I don't. Right. I don't like that. For the, this is the last thing I'll say about this. I like golf, right? I like golf. Just because I'm playing golf and. Say, we'll just use 18 on, at Pine Lake, the over-the-water going into the clubhouse. That's my least fo- favorite hole on the golf course. I hate that hole. I hit a par on that hole last time I, I played. So it was a successful hole, right? Should I have just been like, oh, it is what it is. I hate this hole and pick my ball up out? Or should I say, holy shit, I just succeeded at something I don't perceive myself to be very good at. I just succeeded at something that I don't like. I should probably celebrate harder. Yeah, but nobody's asking you (laughs) in front of a TV. If they did, I'd say, I fucking hate this hole, which is even more impressive because I just fucking parred this son of a bitch. Let's go. If you said it like that, then yeah, maybe. I mean, that would be entertaining. Yeah, I I like that enthusiasm. But these guys just kind of, I just don't. Like I, I get your side to it too, you know. It, and I don't. I'm not saying I don't want NASCAR fans to to not be honest. I, I just wish they'd do it a little different way, especially the biggest race of the year. Yeah, you're just trying to find something to bitch about. What's next? Uh, shocker. Yeah, you do that shit all the time. <clears throat> so, all right then. Why can't I do it? I don't like to do it. Why can't I do it? You can. I was just pointing it out. Mm. All right, Atlanta this weekend. What about it? They gonna race, aren't they? They are. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't <laughs> rain halfway fucking through. Um, I'll be there, as we already said. Uh, I'm going. Uh, me and the old wife. She bought me tickets for fuck my birthday, I think. 
for uh, fuck my birthday. Yeah, well, she, she did that. Did she did that too. But uh, <laughs> but hey, um, yeah. So I'll be there. Uh, One, two, three. Suck my ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's how it happened. Um, but no, nah, I'll be there. Uh, gates are opening at ten o'clock. Eleven o'clock. I'll probably be there at eleven o'clock. Um, what time is the race? The race start? starts at three Eastern. Uh, it's gonna be like sixty-five degrees, so it's gonna be a pretty, you know, average, you know, weather day. Uh, so far, not calling for any rain, so hopefully it stays that way. Uh, and hopefully my Roush guys are fast. I, I perceive there will be. Um, Will be. You never know. Will it be? Is that who you're saying? Will it be? <laughs> he probably win a race. He'll probably be running 35th and a wreck <laughs> happened in front of him and he just fucking sneak his way through. Or I don't know. He'll, he might, you know, be 15 laps down and everybody else wrecked with 20 to go and uh, everybody else is out of the race. So he just runs around the track until, <laughs> 20, the, the, 20 laps. until the race is over and he'll win a race. Uh. But, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a good race. I, like I said, um, the New Atlanta has grown on yeah, both of us. That I Atlanta think. race that we went to last year, probably the best race I've ever seen. So, uh, at least in person. And uh, hopefully, I don't perceive this race is going to be as entertaining, um, just because it's it's not coming down to the you know playoffs. It's not uh, the track's not going to be super hot like it was because that was a fucking. I know it you know raced into the night, but that fucking day was hot, boy. It was a super hot day. So the the track was slick, and uh, they knew the rain was coming, so they were racing a little bit harder. So I don't perceive that race is going to be exactly what we see this weekend. Uh, but I still think it'll be a good race. I don't think there's been a bad race at this track, and it's, and it's getting better every time we go back. So I think it'll be a pretty good race. Um, I think it'll be dominated uh, by a couple guys. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Denny Hamlin or Joey Logano or hopefully Brad or – the 17. I think I think whoever's going to be fast is going to be fast. I think it's going to be difficult to pass them, uh, especially if they can get you know the top working. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I perceive it to be a uh, a pretty entertaining race. I think there'll be some wrecks. I think some guys will some do will will do some things that uh, you know will make it entertaining. I don't I don't perceive a a train uh, running around Atlanta this weekend. So you got all three series at Atlanta this weekend. You got Truck Series Saturday at two on FS1. Uh, you got the Xfinity Race Saturday at five on FS1, and you got the Cup Series Sunday at uh, at three o'clock on Fox. So triple header weekend yet again, which is uh, pretty. I guess it's cool. I like I like when all three series is uh, at a racetrack. I feel like it gives more buzz, and gets more fans in the. In the stands, only you got three races on on par. I do like your idea that the Daytona 500 should only be the Cup guys racing that weekend. I do, I do love the Truck Series Daytona, but maybe move it to the next week or a couple weeks from there. I kind of like that idea, but I think it'll be a it'll be a solid race. I I actually think you look the past two years this new Atlanta, the spring race is usually a little bit worse than the than the summer race because it's a lot cooler. The track's got way more grip. In the summertime, you know, it's hot. It's slick, you know, and I think that makes for better racing around that facility. So, uh, but saying it's going to be 60-something degrees, it's still going to be a little – the track will have a little bit of heat to it, but it won't be, you know, it won't be hot or nothing. It won't be slick going around there, which I think hurts the racing product a little bit uh, as far as the Cup Series goes. But I still think it'll be a pretty good race. 
Um, you know, I think you'll be able to really see how good these new four dark horses are and how good these new Toyotas are at Atlanta. It is a mini Daytona. I mean, it's just like Daytona, just a little bit smaller, close quarters racing. So uh, I think you'll have a few more big ones just because there's, there's uh, less room for air now. And, um, you know, pit strategy will be, will be huge. Uh, you can't make mistakes on pit road here at Atlanta because I think, you know, you do – you definitely have the, the possibility of having – possibility of having a lot of green flag runs and you get too far separated from the pack um it's a lot easier to go a lap down here at atlanta than it is at daytona so uh, pit strategy is going to be huge you got to execute on pit road and then avoid the big ones and uh be out front you know you had brad leading this race um most of the last 30 40 laps it went green and um came down to a battle between battle between him and joey and joey made a move brad was too late to block it and Joey hangs on to win the race. So it'll kind of probably be similar to that. Might have a couple wrecks towards the end, which bunch to filled up, and then you'll have some chaos. Who knows? But uh, I think it'll be a good race. Uh, probably not as good as the one that we'll see in July or August or whenever they race. Because it's a part of the playoffs this year, and it's in August, isn't it now? Or September. Whatever it is. It, um, it's going to be exciting. But it won't pro- – it's probably the, the worst Atlanta race this year, I think. Reagan pulled should've, it out, finishing like 20th. Should have uh, counted. But it did. Um, I should have vetoed it. You should have. I should have vetoed it. You should have. But I asked you if I could pick a guy that wasn't full-time. You said yes. All right, so I here's, did. here's a new rule. You have you have you you can pick a part-time guy one time each year. Okay, cool. Eric, you done use it. All right, done use it. New rule. Well, this year I'm picking his teammate, and he's a full-time guy. I'm picking Brad Keselowski. Um, he... Uh, should have won this race last year, like I said. Um, and he and Chris Busher were probably the two fastest cars at Atlanta in the, uh, in the fall. Um, you know, until that pesky rain and dumbass NASCAR and fucking Golden Horseshoe motherfucker uh, decided to fuck us. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll live on that hill and I'll <laughs> die on that hill. Uh, that NASCAR fucking oh, wanted William goodness. Byron to win that race for some reason. Maybe, uh... As soon as William Byron took the lead, they decided to do this. Uh, it's going to rain in 40 minutes, so let's go ahead and throw the caution. And <laughs> was it 40? It was like 10. Yeah, well, they could have raced for like 30 laps before they threw the caution. Oh, and, uh, about six. Yeah, 30 sounds good. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, this year it's not going to happen. Brad Keselowski going to dominate the race. He's going to qualify on a pole. He's going to lead every lap and go win the race. Sure. You want to put, put money on that? No. Max <laughs> points day for Brad Keselowski right here. Call him. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, what makes this worse is, like you said, you picked a part-time guy, and I picked a guy that you could pick any weekend. I picked Joey. It's probably dumb. It was dumb. He won the pole and probably had one of the two fastest cars, so it wasn't like I was off. And remember, with 20 to go, fucking Joe Logano and David Reagan won two. Yep. Saying, man, it ain't going to end like this, but, man, it feels good right now. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like we knew what the fuck we were talking yeah, about. Same, same thing last year when you picked – when you picked – Brad or Chris, whoever, and I picked Eric Amarola. 
and they were leading. They're one was leading the top, one was leading the bottom with like twenty to go again last year. It's just like, yeah, close to no cigar. Um, this week, that's another kind of crapshoot race type of track. Um, I got a, I picked a big heavy hitter last week. Didn't many ask for it, so I'm not picking a big heavy hitter this week. Um, this my pick might surprise you, but Corey LaJoy. Hmm. Corey LaJoy. No. Um. He's a Chevy. I can't pick Chevys. Remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Although it really should should not count you're anymore. Vetoed now, yeah. Really you're should done, not. You, yeah. It done you're, got you're, fucked you're up. Fucked, yeah. But um, I'm going to pick the 51 of Justin Haley. Juan Pablo Montoya. <laughs> uh, he was fast in a 500. Had some good moments here and there, and I think here at Atlanta this weekend. Um, now the Roush cars were kind of slower than I thought, and it scares me to pick Justin Haley because he's a Roush affiliate, and he's obviously not going to get the what Roush gets. But um, I don't know. Justin Haley's always been good. I picked him in the – now, to be fair, I picked him in the 31 here last year in the summer race, and he, him, Brad beat him by, like, three spots or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, But he was fast, competitive. I think this week going to be – Similar thing. He was fast at 500. He, I think he's going to be fast this weekend. Will he, will he win? Probably not. But uh, I'd be all right with it if he did. But the top five, I think, is very doable for the 51 team. And, um, so team. The, the 15. The 15 team. I was trying to say that. Team. Or 51 team. Yeah, sorry. Team. team. But, uh, yeah, give me, give me Justin Haley this weekend. Well, you work this weekend, don't you? Yeah, That's too bad. Uh, I was going to tell you to look, look for me on TV. Uh, I mean, I'll be awake at three. Oh, well, damn. there it went. But uh, yeah, yeah you, I'll wake up. Around oh, you're working nights, so yeah. you'll be able to watch the race. But yeah. uh, look for me on TV. I'm gonna probably go shrieking at one point. I might, I might pull the. Uh, uh, do That's my, gonna get some views. <laughs> Paint highlight on your chest <laughs> and go running. I might do what uh, that guy at Richmond did about 15 years ago. Just sit up on top oh. of the fence <laughs> with a sign. Ex- Listen to the highlight. No, if if this is what's gonna happen. If the 24 car is competing for the win oh with five God. to go, I'm climbing a fence with a fuck William Byron <laughs> sign until they throw a caution. I throw it on the track if I have to. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll tell you what, while I'm there, I'll look for your hat and shirt that you left there oh, last year. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look for it, see if I can find it. Maybe they got Pieces a lo- of shit. Maybe they got a lost and found or something. I'll go in there. Uh, I was, <laughs> man, I love that hat. That was a great hat. Well, it is what they it even is. even left my sunscreen in there. Damn, Shane. Man, That's the gift that I can't get back, that sunscreen, man. But yeah, look for it because it could. Might, might be sitting there. Well, yeah, probably not, but, you know, <laughs> we, but uh, we, can, uh, we can all dream. Well, everybody pray for uh, Brad Keselowski so he got there and win this race this year. He ain't going to win shit. Probably not. Probably, especially when you're there. Has your guy ever won a race when you've, when you've been to it? Nope. Uh, Me neither. Nope. Now, I've been to quite a. I've been to more than you have. To be fair, I started going to races when Roush was ass. So Man. now that there are not ass. Who the fuck is that? Oh, it's the neighbor. Yeah. Uh, now that they're not ass, I will say that they are at least competing at a lot of the races I go to this year. Uh, or these past, <laughs> you com- you're, so these past couple years. Well, I'm going to at least two. Yeah. We're going to Bristol in a couple weeks. Yeah. We're going to Bristol. Month, I guess. We're going. I'm going to Atlanta. Still might go to Darlington. I don't know. Probably not the spring race, but because it's on Mother's Day. But yeah. um, might might look at fall going to the fall race. Fall race is always a possibility. 
Um, shit, Charlotte fucking might look at some Coke 600 tickets. I don't know. Yeah, I worked that week. Um, I never said you had to come. I just said I might go. <laughs> Gay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> follow us on social medias um, at The Highline on YouTube. Yeah, follow Patrick Mahomes at uh, Patrick Mahomes 15. Uh, at The Highline Official on Instagram. At The Highline Podcast on TikTok. I think that's it, right? And I got them right this time. So and uh, YouTube at the Highline and yeah, all that stuff. Spotify, Apple Podcast, right. um, and remember at the Highline as well. Real quick, um, find something here. Um, so we obviously we had a lot of videos posted last week. Had a lot of comments from them. Um, my favorite. What is it? The comment of the week. Comment of the week. <laughs> if we get more, if we continue to get comments, we'll do a comment of the week. My comment of the week is Brad Brinkley with a bro sounds like Patrick. Mahomes. I don't sound like that <laughs> motherfucker. Go ahead, pick yours. <laughs> what? Uh, um, well, I would like to argue with the guy that told okay. me that I'm all I'm an idiot for picking my final four. Uh, who is that? That's terrible. Yeah. Him. Yeah, that guy. Um, that's uh, that's Linderman twenty four. Yeah. He's probably a William Byron fan. He probably is. And <laughs> listen. Listen, I get it. You know, a I'm kind of blind squirrel finds the nut after I said he's you've done picked the last two. I champions, picked the right? past two champions. I'm literally batting one thousand. I have never been wrong on this podcast when yeah. picking a champion. So sure, you can complain about my final four. You can complain <laughs> about who I've got. Hey, as the we champion, love the engagement too. Keep, but keep it coming. But you're just wrong. I mean, you're <laughs> just wrong. I'm right. Clearly, my track record shows it. I am clearly the best championship predictor of all time. I am the alpha. I am the omega. I have never been wrong. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, For all you Denny Hamlin fans out there, you're welcome. That's it. That's all we got. Go Cox. So, uh, yeah, we'll have an episode for you next week uh, talking about your experience at Atlanta, how it went, and, um, and all that jazz. For episode 92 of the Highline. We'll catch you next week. Go Cox. Go Tigers.